Tomorrow I got a snow day. I'm going to do the same thing. I'm going to play video games, and I'm going to order a pizza. Oh, I'm jealous. Yeah, yeah. So you got to work tomorrow, don't you? Yeah, I do. Uh, thanks, thanks for reminding me, I'm Hoser. sorry, Hoser. <laughs> yeah, I'm going to be at work like, man, I wish I was Rob right now. Pizza. I'll send you a picture. <laughs> you would. I'll be like, thinking of you. <laughs> Michelangelo here, you know, the master of the whirling pizzas. And you, my friend, are listening to Turtle Flakes, a bodacious bowl of Ninja Turtles goodness, brought to you by my radical dudes, Rob and Josh. Cowabunga! Good morning, good evening, and good afternoon, Turtle fans. This is Rob and Josh here. Finally, we're back. We're back. A new episode of Turtle Flakes. Yes! <laughs> About we told time. told you we back, and guess what? We are back. It's happening. It's it happened. happened. You know, I, I was like, uh, Josh, we need to bring this back, and you were like, no, I don't feel like that. I was like, we need to. I, I, mean, I like, just made that up. He's such a hoser. And <laughs> But I was like, all right, fine, we'll do it. All right, yeah, exactly. See, see, that's the real the real reason. You know, Josh, he, he claims he got a new job and everything like that. and But I knew what was really going on. He just didn't want to record with me. He didn't like me. <laughs> that's exactly right. Exactly. That was the master plan. But I got him back on. It only took about 100 bucks, but I brought them back on. He lured me in. Yeah, <laughs> and, and the, the clock's ticking, by the way. So. Yeah. <laughs> oh, nice. <laughs> um, yeah, so, Josh, how have you been, man? It's been you – know, we were looking at iTunes – and the last episode that Josh and I did together was released on August, uh, not August, uh, October 30th. So it's been at least three months since we've recorded, recorded together. So how have you been? I've been good. Uh, been busy. You know, the holidays, seeing family and everything, and uh, got a new job. But uh, overall, I'd say uh, I'm doing uh, Turtle-tacular. How about you? Oh, nice, nice. At, about the same, my friend, same. Um, I had a little boy, uh, in the meantime, between, uh, you know, the last time we recorded together and he is a, you had a little boy. Yeah. Well, not me. My wife did. (laughs) (laughs) He's like junior. (laughs) Give me the epidural. Do it now. (laughs) You idiot. I'm a mom. You idiot. (laughs) I'm going to ask you a bunch of questions. (laughs) Who's your daddy? (laughs) Uh, but yeah, uh, uh, Grayson is doing fine. He was born December 23rd, 2015. And uh, he's my little Ninja Turtle, man. Uh, I've already got him a couple of Ninja Turtle toys. I've got a little Ninja Turtle piggy bank, which I'm going to mention again in my Turtle pickups. Um, He's just, uh, oh, he's got a head full of hair. He's just my little buddy. He is the greatest thing that has has happened to me. I mean, he's just, uh, we're we're blessed to have him, my wife and I. And uh, so this is the first podcast I have recorded, I think. Yeah, this is the first one I've recorded since he was born, so... It's been a while for me, too. Um, it's good to be back. It is good to talk Ninja Turtles because Josh and I, we love the show so very much. And uh, we have a blast doing it. And we wanted to come back in 2016 ready to go. So, you know, Josh, he's, he's settling in with his new job. I'm settling in with the, the, the new blessing in our family. So uh, we're, we're good to go, eh? We're good to go. Good to go. Good to go. All right. Well, sweet, man. Well, Josh, have you been up to anything Ninja Turtles lately? 
Uh, a little bit, yeah. Well, um, of course, prepping for the show, which was really cool. It's been a while since I've had to, uh, to sit down and read some turtles, and it's awesome because every time I actually sit down to do it, you kind of fall in love with them all over again. Ah, so. uh, yep. You know, it's it, it was my first love. I mean, the turtles were my first love. And, you know, every now and then, you know, it's, it's a it's cyclical thing. Every now and then, you know, you're like, oh, man, I, you kind of you get busy with other things. You kind of forget how much you love something. And then you, when you finally go back to it, it's like, oh, man, I'm back home. That's exactly right. That's exactly right. Yeah, yeah. So it's, it's been really cool. Um, really enjoyed the, the cartoon series. I forgot how much I loved it. And the comics. And, well, I got, um, I got an iPad Pro. Ooh. Um, and it's really, really cool. I really liked it. I wanted it for the uh, the writing feature, so I could take notes at work. And then I got a new job where they gave me a service anyway. So, uh, wow. but <laughs> spoiled. I know, right? I'll take your well, pro. <laughs> well, I've got to say, I love the thing. And one of the things that's the coolest about it is, well, there's two pieces uh, in particular for for the show is the screen is so big; it's about the size of an actual comic, maybe a little wow. bit bigger. So you could see everything in full size. And um, I was I was reading the comics and Comicsology, you know, that the app that you can get for uh, Android or iOS. Oh yeah. And you know, all the images are like high resolution and everything. And they have this guided view uh, that you can hit if you hit guided view. It's a little button that says GV. It actually zooms in on different panels. Oh yeah, because you know I used to have uh, well I still have the Comicsology app, and when I'm reading my Turtles comics. Now, when I like, all I had to use to do was double tap on it, uh, and it would immediately zoom into each panel. Well, now I can't seem to do that. Is is that the guide of you from the app itself? Yeah, it's from the app itself. Maybe I you need to update the app, but the, it's like uh, I don't remember how exactly I got to it, but uh, it's like there's a little thing that says GV, and huh. I tapped on that, and it worked. Hmm. Yeah, but um, but it's great because you know you can oh yeah just tap in the middle of the screen. Yeah. It'll show you which page you're on, and then at the very bottom, in the middle, it says GV for guided view. But um, oh, no way! But yeah, it's awesome. It zooms right in on the action, and you get, uh, especially with the iPad Pro, the screen is so huge that you just get a really good close up. Yeah, it's perfectly lit of exactly what's going on. It really kind of sucks you into the story a little bit more. Yeah, it makes you appreciate the artwork too. Yeah, and it, and it, and the cool thing is with an iPad, if if it's a, a, a close-up shot that's up and down, you just rotate it, and it makes it, you know, bigger. Uh, you could really, really zoom in on it. So, oh, man. Nice. Yeah, it's awesome. It really, it really sucks you in. It's, it's great. Well, you know, you know what I think the problem was is uh, there's, a, there's a specific Ninja Turtle comic app. I don't know if it's a branch off of Comixology or not. I, th- I think I used to read all my comics through Comixology, and then I got this Ninja Turtle app, which, you know, kind of organizes all the Turtle comics, you know, the... Um, IDW, the Mirage, Color Classics, uh, Micro Series, the Amazing Adventures. You know, it's, everything's on there, and it's kind of easy to navigate, so that's why I got the app. But I noticed that when I double-click like I used to for, I guess it was Comixology where I used to do that, um, instead of zooming in on each panel, it just kind of zooms in on the entire page a little bit closer. But, oh, yeah, not yeah, each panel. Yeah. It's, it's not the same. I actually really prefer the you know panel-by-panel thing. Yeah, it's it's awesome, and I you got to think someone actually had to program in, you know, the different sections. Oh, I know. You know, because it's pretty cool that that they did that. So, definitely, uh, definitely worth checking out. And uh, the other thing is the iPad Pro. Uh, they put four speakers on it now. It actually has like really really great speakers. Ooh. So uh, Saturday morning when I woke up, I was still in bed, and I got to 
you know, watch Turtle Ninja Turtles. It oh, was nice. bad. It was awesome. Watching the cartoon. It was just it was great, you know, and great sound and H D pictures. It was awesome. Which one? Did you was it the classic cartoon or the Nick or Oh, the, the Nick one that we're reviewing today. Oh, nice. I, I watched it on Saturday, and I love because with the with the iPad Pro, you know, you could take screenshots. So while I was watching it, there was a couple really funny parts in it. I was like, oh, I want a picture of that. So I just, <laughs> you know, snapped a screenshot so I could save it. So hey, yeah, very nice. Yeah, it's pretty cool. I took. Uh, I'll have to post some of them online. They're just they're really hilarious. I guess we better get into the uh, turtle pickups, eh? I mean, we got about three months worth of stuff to talk about. Right. <laughs> <laughs> Dude, I've got like two pages worth of just stuff I bought, wow. which, which says a lot about me, and, you know, I, I think I've got a problem. <laughs> <laughs> You'll all solve it. <laughs> <laughs> there you go. Oh, so uh. Well, um, uh, first thing, you know, I, I, I'll talk about just some of the stuff I've been up to. Um, one of the coolest things uh, actually just happened, I think, last weekend. Um, I, uh, my little brother came over. We had a uh, – see, since uh, Grayson was born, my son, uh, my mother-in-law uh, will come in on the weekends a lot of times and, uh, you know, just kind of help us out with the baby, you know, help us with the laundry and stuff. Uh, uh, she brought her son, which is my little brother-in-law, over, and uh, we played some Turtles 3 Manhattan Project for the NES. And, oh, man, he loved the game. I mean, he was, you know – he was getting killed every five seconds, but <laughs> he really enjoyed the game. And um, yeah, it was kind of cool to kind of share that moment with my little brother because that game is uh, just one of my favorites, if not my ultimate favorite Turtles game ever, um, just because I have so many cool memories associated with that game. So it was cool to share that with my little brother. So we played that a little bit. And what else did we play? I think we played Road Rash for the Genesis, and uh, I think we played Turtles 2. And a couple other games, but yeah, that was a good time. And uh, my little brother, he he obsesses over food. He loves food. And the entire time we were talking, my wife and my mother-in-law, they went out shopping and stuff, and they said they were going to come back with some food. Well, the entire time, he's like, I wonder when they're coming back with the food. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, and then he got so hungry, uh, I had to cook him noodles in the meantime. But yeah, uh, other than that, I, I caught up on the IDW series. Have you caught up on it yet, Hoser? No, no, I'm way far oh behind. Oh my gosh, Josh! I, I feel like shaking you because it's <laughs> so good. It gets so good. Like uh, issue fifty will blow your mind, man. Have you read that issue? No. no. Okay. Well, I know you read the Donatello issue. Well, it's only uh, I think that was forty-seven or forty-eight. Get to um, issue fifty is just as big and monumental, and I say conclusive as the as anything I've ever read. I mean, it's one of those situations where. You always think, because, you know, an ongoing series, you always think that when the story ends, the main villain or the main character, you know, you never really think somebody's going to die for good. Uh, Well, it certainly looks that way in issue 50. Uh, It's pretty intense. And I'll tell you, after issue 50, it's almost like the series is brand new again. Because by 51, entirely different story arc, you know, entirely different. It's just got an entirely different feel. You know, so 50 is like, I don't even know what to compare it to. Like, like maybe a season finale of The Walking Dead. Uh, and then like 51 is like the next season. But 50 is just, whoa. And I think it's a 70-some page uh, comic book. I mean, it's two or three bucks on the digital download. So, no, I, I think four or five bucks, I, I believe. It was about twice the price as, as normal uh, because it, it was twice as long. But, man, every page. Well, I dare say... It's my favorite issue of the entire IDW run. 
Wow. Yes, it is so good. So good. Wow, yeah. that's 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 pretty uh that's pretty impressive. Oh yeah, oh yeah. Oh and you know what? And I don't want to spoil too much for you, man. But I, can I spoil one thing? Sure. Oh okay, well let me ask you this. Instead of spoiling it, I wanna have fun with this. Old Hob, what do you think about him? Um I think he Well it's hard to say, but it's almost like he's misunderstood, but he really, really hates the turtles. But I don't know. It, it's kind of, I never really fully bought the reason why he hated them. I mean, just because, like in the comic series, he's he's being sent after them because he's being paid or whatever. But he doesn't really have as great of a reason to hate them that I've seen so far, other than Splinter gouged his eye because he was trying to eat the turtles. Yeah. So I'm not really sure why he's evil. Yes. Okay. Okay. I don't want to ruin it for you, but at the same time, like, I kind of, I really want to talk about this. <laughs> okay, all right, I, I'm gonna, this is the only thing I'm going to give away, I promise. And the only reason I give it away is because I was right, I knew it, I knew it, I knew it. From the moment I saw Old Hob in the IDW run, I said, there's something about that character that I like. And especially when the micro-series came out, and it kind of talked about his origin story, and, you know, how he was kind of abused before he was mutated, and then, uh, of course what Splinter did before he was mutated. Um, you know, I always kind of felt bad for him. Well, I know now that there was a reason the micro-series kind of made him out to be almost a sympathetic character. It's because he's not that bad. He actually ends up working as the leader of the Mutanimals. Really? Yeah, he is the main one. And it's, it's cool because toward the um, more recent IDW runs, um, the Turtles actually team up with Old Hob. Uh, and and take down a few people, especially in I think fifty one or fifty two. Really? So, yeah. So old Hobbs a good guy, and I knew it. I had a feeling he'd be a good guy one day. Huh? Yeah. Nailed it. Go for it. Snailed it. Snailed it. Snailed it. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, you beat me to it. Oh, uh, that's awesome. Man. Yeah, yeah. And that. Okay, I'm not going to say the other thing I was going to say, but basically, after issue fifty, something changes. Um. The whole makeup of the way New York City's run. Uh, that's all I'm going to say, Josh. Like, the Foot Clan's still around, but it's very, very different from what it used to be. And, and that's all I can say because I really want you to read it for yourself. And I'd like to get your take on it maybe next episode or something like that. But okay. it's it's good. It's such it's so exciting to see what IDW is doing with the franchise because we're seeing our favorite factions, our favorite characters. But a whole new spin on it. Everything is just different, and it's great. It's a nice, refreshing uh, take on the turtles. But anyways, another another thing I really enjoyed was I uh, had a few snow days off a couple weeks ago, and uh, I got to catch up on most of season three of the Nickelodeon cartoon, and I love it. Like a couple of my favorite episodes was um, there's an episode called In Dreams, which was I think an early season three episode, and uh, it's it's about this beaver, this dark beaver. Uh, that somehow uh, something about the beaver would it would like get in people's dreams and they they go out to Northampton um, after they they flee uh, New York City uh, and there Leonardo gets hurt and he's trying to kind of rehab his knee and you know they're kind of laid up in this house this old farmhouse and you notice that when the turtles are by themselves. They start encountering things like in the woods, you know, when they're training or things like that. 
and it almost looks like an hallucination, and they end up falling asleep, and this dark beaver guy, you know, kind of is in their dreams, and what's happening is I, it's almost like a Freddy Krueger kind of character where the beaver's actually trying to kill them while they're sleeping. Um, it, it, it's kind of neat, and there's a lot of horror movie tie-ins in it. Like, there's a scene where there's this convenience store not far from their farmhouse in Northampton uh, where this guy, I mean, he, now I know you're not a big horror movie buff, like, there's uh, the Texas Chainsaw Massacre. There's this one guy that looks identical to the guy in the Turtles uh, show. And then there's also, like, a chainsaw above his, uh, like, his uh, register and stuff. I was like, oh, that's a reference to Texas Chainsaw Massacre. And then another thing I noticed was in that same episode, on top of one of their old, like, turn-dial TVs, guess what's on there? Nintendo? Uh, close. Earlier. Atari? Uh, very, very close. And then television. Oh, nice. Yeah, yeah. I zoomed in. I was like, is that an Intellivision? That's I, awesome. Yeah, I paused. I actually took a picture and put it on our group page. I was like, that's an Intellivision right there. That's <laughs> so cool. Yeah, I was like, man, see, the turtles are so cool. They play Intellivision. That's right. Yeah. Because so, your vision is our vision. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, and then um, another episode, I, probably my favorite episode that I've seen from season three right now. Have you seen Vision Quest yet? No. Oh my gosh, it is good. It's like right before they leave Northampton, uh, they go out in the woods, uh, and they've been separated from Splinter. And Splinter kind of meditates through Leo and says, "Before you can go back to New York and face you know Shredder and the Foot Clan, you need to take care of your insecurities. All of you have certain things that you need to work on to become a better team to take down Shredder. And it's cool because individually." Leonardo, like, he has to fight Shredder, you know, and, it, like, they all walk into the woods, and it's kind of like this mystic forest. Uh, they all walk into the woods, and they all have these certain trials that they have to face, and it's all, I guess, spiritual. I don't know. It's not really, like, literal. And Leo has to fight Shredder, and Michelangelo, I think he fights Fishface. I forget who Raph fights. Uh, and then Donatello fights Tiger Claw. And man, just the fight scenes, the choreography, and there's one awesome scene where, uh, like, Donatello's about to fall off the cliff, and he grabs on at the very last moment, and Tiger Claws tries to fight him. That one's a good one. And then um, uh, Shredder, epic fight between Leo and Shredder, and Leo, you know, he rears back with uh, his bow and arrow and fires an arrow right in Shredder's eye. And I was like, yes! <laughs> oh, man. Yeah, it's just, just good stuff, good stuff. But, uh, but yeah, I've been catching up on that. Uh, didn't finish that season yet, and I know we're kind of well into season four now. Um, but let's see, what else? Well, but, you know, besides me talking so much, what else have you been up to, Ninja Turtles? Jeez, yeah, man, I was wondering if we were ever going to stop. <laughs> I know, the, you know, the more I started talking, I was like, I've really talked for a very long time. <laughs> <laughs> no, uh, hey, we'll, no, we'll cool, rotate, man. we'll rotate, because I'm no, only it's... about halfway done. <laughs> wow, no, no, it's really cool. Uh, um, I'm glad that you're you're. You're definitely keeping up more in stuff than I am, but that's, that's oh cool. no way, no way. Um, so, jeez, oh, I've picked up a few things here and there. I can't remember everything, but I know um, I picked up uh, Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles: Danger of the Ooze. Oh, what is that? Is that a? Which, it's a new game for the PS3 or newer. Uh, huh. I've not yet opened it, but it looked really cool. I think I got it on Black Friday, but it's based on the cartoon series. Ooh. So it's only a one player, so I was like kind of reluctant because I really want like you know a two D side scrolling beat 'em up. But 
just because this has all the the uh, characters from the TV show, and I don't really have much with that yet. I wanted to check it out, and I saw that it was made by WayForward, uh, mm. the company WayForward, and they've done some really cool stuff in the past. So I really like them. Uh, I think they did. Uh, some of the HD remakes and stuff of the originals, so um, I think it'll probably be pretty good. Ah, um, nice. So I did end up getting something for my multiplayer fix. Uh, I found uh, Ninja Turtles 2 Battle Nexus for the GameCube. Oh, I played that. That is a good one. Yeah, and I've not played it yet, but I found it for 12 bucks. I think it normally goes for closer to 20 um, so it seemed like a pretty good deal. But, yeah, it has up to four players simultaneous. Uh, you know, side-scrolling beat-em-up. I, I think it might be 3D. Mm-hmm. Uh, it looks like it is. But then on the back it says, Unlock a Blaster in the Past, the original TMNT arcade game. And that completely sold me on it because, you know, it's as far as I know, that's probably the only, you know, legitimate way to get a copy of that of that game. I think you're right because I think they pulled the arcade game from uh, Xbox Live. I don't think that's available anymore. Right, yeah, and even uh, Turtles in Time Reshelled, they pulled that as well. Um, really? Yeah, I'm, I was upset about that because I downloaded the demo uh, on the PlayStation like way back, like years ago, uh-huh. and then uh, I was like, you know what, I should finally pick that up, and now I can download the demo because I downloaded it before, but I can't purchase the full game. So. Isn't that I missed, sad? Yeah, I missed the boat on that one. I don't mind digital downloads because they're, you know, they're really convenient, but I- I'm telling you, it's like you don't keep the games. You, you really don't. I mean... Yeah, they're gonna, they're gonna shut the server down. Yeah, soon. yeah. I mean, right, right. And and I I like the fact that you know you can showcase a game, you can you know keep it on your shelf, and it's yours. You get to keep it. But I know we're, you know that that kind of method has fallen by the wayside. But you know I, I know that's like conversation. Turtles Three. You said you were playing it with your with your uh, brother. Yeah. And it's like there's no way you could do that because that game is probably what like twenty twenty five years old now or something. Yeah. Well. Yeah. Twenty four years kinda, old. Yeah. So it's like what. You know, if there's any game right now that you love that's on the, the PS4 or the 360, if you don't have a hard copy, there's a very small chance that you'll actually be able to play it 20 years from now. Yeah, it's crazy. You're right. Uh, so that's most of it. Uh, so my, my brother's birthday was, jeez, uh, <laughs> the end of last month, uh, the 30th of January. And uh, I ended up picking up some stuff for him. But one of the things was he's been looking for uh, Turtles in Time. Really loves that game. Ooh, nice. I, I have a copy, love that game, probably uh, one of my favorites, if not my favorite, and uh, so my wife was at a flea market without me, um, I think she was hanging with my brother, this was like back in the summer, and someone had uh, Turtles uh, in Time for the Super Nintendo, and uh, if you look right now, it's probably going for about 60 bucks. Wow, really? It's, Just the card? Yeah, Super Nintendo has been blowing up lately. No kidding. And that game in particular, yeah. It's like, it used to find it for 20 bucks, like, all day, every day. And all Super Nintendo, that game included, is just, like, doubled or tripled in price. But I think she got the cartridge. Um, he wanted, like, I think $18, and she sent me it to me, and I'm like, That's oh. not bad. Well, I, I was, I was going to get it, but the label was, like, horrible. Ah. Uh. Like, like, actually, there I think there was, like, scraps of a label, and someone wrote turtles in black... <laughs> on it and i was like oh, i don't know i don't even know if it's really turtles right you know you could have you could have taken like you know chester cheetah or something <laughs> now there's anything wrong with that game <laughs> <laughs> so i think she got it for like 12 bucks and then i forgot about it and then you know his birthday was coming up and i'm looking at my collection and i see that on the shelf i'm like you know what he would like that game so i i went online i found a, a game reproduction site and they do reproduction labels so i ordered, ordered up a new label the the cartridge was 
really, really dirty and messed up and stained uh, past the point of cleaning. So I took, I think I took like NHL hockey for the, uh, the, the Super Nintendo, got some goo gone, got the label off, cleaned it up with an uh, alcohol swab, got it looking brand new, got my reproduction label, put it on there, and wow. it's like good as new. So Wow. Yeah. Yeah, so uh, it was cool to give him that. He was really excited to have it, so that, w- that was fun. Oh, great game. Great game. Yeah. Love that game. I-, I used to play that after school with one of my friends all the time. Like that was I'd go to his house. It was because uh, we had a Sega at the time. It was Super Mario World or Turtles, and we, we played the heck out of that Turtles game. Oh, the Hyperstone Heist? Uh, no, no, no. Uh, it's the Super Nintendo one. Oh, okay. I got you. Hyperstone Heist my neighbors had, but my 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 friend that I went to school with had had a Super Nintendo. We didn't have it, so uh, yeah, that was cool being able to go over there and play it. Ah, very nice. Yeah, I, I, I'm trying to think if did I play? Oh gosh, I think I played Turtles in Time first because um, my my buddy Scott Vanneman, uh, my mom, she worked uh, throughout the weekdays, and uh, it, you know she she worked I guess after school. And so my buddy Scott, his parents would watch us, and Scott had an older brother who had a Super Nintendo, and he always had, like, the newest Super Nintendo games. Like, I remember uh, he had Legend of Zelda, and then he eventually got Turtles in Time. And, you know, I'd only played the ones for the regular Nintendo, and I remember firing that up for the first time in the early 90s and just being blown away by, like, how fast-paced it was, how good the music was. And I was just like, oh, my God, i got to get one of these. And it wasn't until, I want to say, two or three years later or maybe even late 90s, uh, that I actually got a Super Nintendo. I had a Sega Genesis way before that. Um, but I, I didn't even know Hyperstone Heist existed till the mid-90s. So, yeah, I was so jealous. Let's see, for me, I, I you know, I've been reading a buddy, um, or actually Josh O'Rourke, who uh, was on the show last episode, um, in, in, you know, host Josh's absence. Um, he you tried uh, to replace me with another Josh. Yeah, I, yeah, I, I said, we got to get is. another one. I said I, I like the name Josh. We gotta get another one. <laughs> no, no. All, all kidding aside, Josh, uh, thank you for filling in for me. Yeah, absolutely. I'm, I'm, I've not listened to the episode yet, so I don't know if, whether or not I should be thanking you. But uh, <laughs> I'm assuming that I should be. I'll have to listen to it and get back to you. Oh, to, you know, he is easy, <laughs> class act all the way. Josh is a good friend of mine, and he's got his um, he's got his own uh, podcast called Bargain Bin Radio, and he hosts it with his wife Nicole. Uh, both very, very great people. Uh, both very gracious people. They were. They actually sent me a gift when my father passed away. I mean, just yeah, true friends. I really, really think highly of them. But anyways, he's a huge Turtles fan, and uh, you know we had a great conversation last episode. And he is writing. Well, he just finished a story. I mean, it's it's a like a twenty a good twenty thirty pager called A Day in the Life, and it's fan fiction dedicated to the Turtles. You know, and he introduces new characters. You know, memorable and then memorable old characters. He brings them back with a new spin on them. Like I know he brought back um, Mondo Gecko. He brought back Ace Duck, um, uh, Mona Lisa. So he and and just the 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 style that he writes in, you can tell he knows and loves the characters. You know, like I, I'm trying to think of a few, just I mean, just the as much detail as he went into just bring Ace Duck back. You know, he was just a, you know, cartoon hero that the turtles kind of worshipped. You know, he brought him back as an actual <laughs> character, and I actually really really like Ace Duck now. So, um, you know, he's done a lot with it, but there was one particular part like there. He, he divided his uh, story. It's called A Day in the Life. He divided it in parts. And I think it was part seven or part eight where Josh got me. Uh, there, there's one part. It's so well written. There's one part that, like, I was upset. I was in shock. And I was like, 
what? You know, that can't happen. And um, I attribute that to his great storytelling. I'm not going to give it away what happens, but uh, he basically ends a story on a huge climax. Um, it's it's really good. And he follow, he's following up the uh, Day in the Life story arc with another one he's working on called Punishment. Um, and I'll provide both of the links to his um, stories in, in our show notes. But, yeah, great story um, from a, a genuinely great fan of the Turtle franchise. Um, definitely check that out. I'll put that in the show notes for you. And uh, another thing I've been doing is keeping up with the TMNT Entity blog site, and I found some really, really good stuff. So for those of you who are big pa- fans of the Ninja Turtles but have never really dug into the comics... I really encourage you guys to go to the TMNT Entity blog site. All you got to do is Google search it. It's um, our friend Mark's page. And he's got these new articles up talking about the timelines, you know, the, the timelines of each series of the Turtles. So he's got one uh, for the Mirage era where it's all the continuity. You know, it's the micro series, Tales of the TMNT, and the regular TMNT run in chronological order. So if you ever feel so overwhelmed, it's kind of like Batman comics for me. I'm so overwhelmed, I wouldn't even know where to start. But for Turtles, I highly recommend you go to this website because it puts it in order. Every single one. And he's wrote reviews on just about every single issue of every single Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtle comic. So I highly suggest you guys check his website out. And I'll provide the links because he's got a timeline for the Mirage comics, the IDW comics, and the Archie comics right now. So... I'll provide links for each one of them in the show notes. But really, really good stuff, and you can tell he has worked so hard on this. I mean, I, who knows how many hours he's put into this list, but it's a good one. But uh, but yeah, as far as pickups, oh, I did get Fall the Foot Clan boxed from uh, one of my friends in the Retro Junkies Network, Freddy Velasquez. Um, he's a kind of a, he's a very good friend and a huge supporter of the Retro Junkies Network, so that was nice of him to send me that. Um, uh, let's see, what else? Oh, and I bought a lot, a lot. In the last three months, I bought a lot of Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtle toys. Um, it, you know, for the for the Nickelodeon run, I got Mozar. You know, he looks like um, the Triceratons. Um, Lord Drag, found him. Bebop, Rocksteady, Dojo Splinter, Fugitoid, uh, Razor, Slash, Rat King, and of course the toy of our uh, toy of the week, Mutagen Man. I got him too. Cool. Yeah. And then, um, oh, my brother Nick, for Christmas, he got me a sweet Nickelodeon TMNT 8 puzzle pack. So, uh, the Grace and I will have a lot of fun with that, maybe even frame some of them. And I, like I said, I mentioned earlier on the show, I got a piggy bank uh, from Target for little, little Grayson. And I saw there was a couple more of them over there, too. So, I was like, different style piggy banks. Uh, there was one of them, all, all the turtles, um, you know, coming out of the, the sewer cover or whatever, manhole cover. And uh, I was like, I want that one, too. But I've already got three piggy banks at the house. <laughs> and, no, and no money to put in any no, Yeah, that's right. <laughs> I was going to say, man, you probably don't have any cash left. I know, I know. I'm so broke, I can't afford to pay attention. <laughs> but, uh, yeah, uh, other than that, um, let's see, what else? Oh, oh, uh, Michael Kelso from Two Dudes in an S. Uh, we did a long time ago, we did a crossover episode with him covering the first Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtle game for the NES. Uh he he and Justin have a great great show dedicated to the Nintendo. If you for those of you who might not have heard it, just check out iTunes and search up Two Dudes in a Nest. Excellent show. He lives a, only about an hour away from me, and he came over uh, with his wife, and they got to see the baby, and we had a trade. I traded uh, Mega Man Five 
for a whole bunch of his old loose figures. And um, I got a shoebox full of them right here. Let me pull them up real quick. Let's see. Uh, I, and a lot of these figures, I was really excited because a lot of these figures I never had when I was a kid. Like, uh, I've got the uh, Samurai Leonardo from the third Ninja Turtles film. I've got, oh, Rappin' Raphael. Very cool. Never had him. I've got the basketball Donatello. I've got one of Raphael, um, Raphael in, looks like a magician's costume. I've never oh. even seen this one before. Weird. Yeah, yeah. Does he have a, a top hat? He does, yeah. I think I might have seen it before, yeah. Oh, yeah. And what's cool about it, it must be a later figure because the articulation on this is a lot more detailed. Like, he's got ball joints in his shoulders and stuff, but it's still a classic figure. So I'm going to check a date on this. Uh, wow, 1992. So it's still a pretty old figure, but uh, yeah, very, very uh, articulate. Um, Toka, I've got him from the second movie. Nice. Yeah, I've never had him before. I've got a King's... Oh, uh, Fireman Donatello, uh, Military Donatello, um, I've got uh, General Trag, let's see, Foot Soldier, it looks like a Foot Soldier from the original film. Yeah, he looks different, like, you know the Foot Soldier from the cartoon, how they're purple and stuff? Yeah. This guy's all gray, with a red oh, headband. Oh, nice, does he have the weird, like, uh, metal mesh over the eyes? Yeah, that's it, Oh, yeah. nice, So I nice. think this is from the original film, let me check the date on the foot. 1992, so maybe it's from the film, I don't know. Um, got a couple accessories, but I got a birthday Leonardo where his eyes pop out. That's pretty cool. <laughs> um, yeah, I mean, just all sorts of stuff. I'll, I'll check out one more. And I've got an Indian Leonardo. So, really? Yeah, and, and there's there's several more, but I, I you know, I don't want to, I don't want to. Is there like, is there like a, a raft construction worker and a Michelangelo cop? Uh, <laughs> <laughs> for a split second, I didn't know where you were going with <laughs> Yeah, I know, and they all started dancing for some reason. I don't get it, but uh, <laughs> yeah. So I got I, I consider that a really good deal. I mean, you know, I I love the uh, original figures, and I love the the detail of the original figures. So, I mean, I've stocked up, and I actually went through um, right before Grayson was born. I was cleaning out the uh, storage shed, and I found a lot of my old my old loose figures. You know, like I found my old Slash figure. Let's see. Uh, oh gosh, what's his name? Napoleon Bonafrog. I found him. And lifeguard Leonardo found a lot of my old Power Rangers, and apparently I had bought a couple of 2003 figures and put in that box too that I didn't Ooh. even know I had. Like Which I, ones? I, well, I got a Michelangelo, a 2003 Michelangelo, and he's got like a whole bunch of skateboard gear on. Um, I'm actually holding them right now, and man, I loved the 2003 figures because they were the perfect blend of what we have now and the the classic figures. Because you got the articulation, but they still have that. That pose that the original um, classic figures had, you know, where the knees kind of bent. Um, I don't know. And, and like, uh, for instance, he, he's wearing a belt right now that ha holds his nunchucks that you can actually take out of his belt. But it came with a skateboard, I remember. And then uh, I think one other accessory. But, yeah, it's, it's, it's basically everything the original figures were, plus maybe a little bit more articulation. So um, very underrated figures the uh, 2003 figures were. And, and the last thing, and I'll shut up, the last thing was um, I posed a question on our group page, our Facebook page, uh, saying, for me, like, I've got a lot of the Nickelodeon figures, and I would like to, you know, very casually collect them, you know, as, as many as I can. Um, and I was wondering if there's, like, a resource out there, you know, like a reference guide for Ninja Turtle collectors. And 
I got a couple of responses for it. Um, I found a website uh, called www.tmnttoys.com, and that's a pretty expansive uh, resource for the classic figures. Uh, where it kind of talks about different waves and stuff that that came out, but I don't know if it's got every single one of the classics. But I found this uh, th- some other some other person, uh, one of our listeners, uh, provided another website. It's a completely obscure website. It's some kind of database that somebody came up with, but it is extremely expansive. Um, you know, database of all the classic figures. Um, I I could rattle off the website, but it is you know. Who knows? Maybe a hundred characters long. So I'll provide it, the link in the show notes. But I just checked it out, and it's got like all the Japanese versions. It's got like the you know April with red hair, April with blonde hair, April with green hair. You know all sorts of different stuff that I didn't even know existed. It's huh. got pictures of all those figures, all the classic figures, um, on this website. So that's an excellent resource for the classic figures. And and then my buddy um, John Pierce, so one of our listeners, he posted a picture of the Playmates Nickelodeon uh, Ninja Turtle toy list. Um, so the only thing we're missing right now is the 2003 figures. Um, I don't see any database besides a couple of Wikipedia pages that really lists every single one of the 2003 figures. So if if somebody's out there listening uh, that hasn't you know turned us off by now, uh, <laughs> you know if if you know where we can find the 2003 toys you know like a database where we can start collecting the toys and follow that let us know please reach out to us uh our email is turtleflakespodcast at gmail.com we'd love to hear from you because that seems to be the series a lot of people are starting to forget about you know casual fans at least (laughs) yeah yeah but not us eh no not us no of course not all right guys well let's get into our turtle news all right, guys, uh, I've got a handful of stuff here to share with you, and Rob's got a couple as well. Just I do. try to uh, fire through these uh, Turtle News segments. Uh, so the first item I have is uh, February 10th, the Batman Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles number three will be out. Uh, it sounds like this issue is going to be really cool, and supposedly Batman is going to take on the Shredder. Ooh, oh, yeah. man, that'd be, a, that'd be a good fight. That's going to be awesome. I'm really excited about it. Yeah, think about how you know how much the two know martial arts, eh? That's right. Yeah, yeah. that's it's going to be crazy. I, I'd be really, really interested to see, um, you know, I'm, I'm just, what kind of gadgets Batman's going to come up with to use on the Shredder. So. Uh, yeah, I mean, where does he come up with these wonderful toys? <laughs> uh, something like that. I think it was. How does he get these? Ah, I screwed that up. <laughs> uh, <laughs> I, I'm picking up what you're putting down. Oh, thanks, man. I appreciate it. <laughs> somebody is. Um, so yeah, I'm really excited about that. I've not read that series yet uh they're supposed to be on hold for me at the comic book store so i'm um, looking forward to that um so yeah february 10th nice. um so the uh teenage ninja turtles out of the shadows uh is has been announced uh, i don't know when that was announced but uh yesterday was the super bowl and apparently they actually had a commercial spot for the trailer for that movie during the super bowl which is kind of a big deal oh yeah yeah you talk about the movie trailer yeah yeah the movie trailer yeah i mean Think about that, Rob. I mean, like, it's the Super Bowl, right? Yeah. Like, and if you're going to pick any movie that's going to have a spot there, you would think, I'm thinking, like, Star Wars, you know, maybe, like, a James Bond or, like, some really, really big Hunger Games. Like, they're really big earners. Like, right. And they pick Turtles. I mean, yeah. that's, that's a lot to the time that we're in right now because it's it's almost like we're back in the glory days of the late 80s, early 90s. I mean, Turtles right. are everywhere, man. Well, I'll tell you what, uh, and that that trailer has got a lot of buzz. Have you seen it? 
No, not yet. Oh, well, I'll tell you what. I can send you a link. We can watch it right now if you want. All right. All right. I'll send it right now. Let me copy and paste. Now, while Rob's sending that, so it sounds like I'm really excited for this movie because we're going to get Rocksteady, Bebop, Baxter Stockman, Karai, and Casey Jones. I know it. That is one heck of a lineup. I know. I'm far more... Somebody was talking about it on our Facebook page. I'm far more excited about this movie than I was the last one. I I really am. And I'm not bashing the last one. It was all right. But I think this one's going to be a little bit better. Uh, You know, it's just with with a cast like that, unless the plot is completely messed up, this is going to be a better movie. You know, I don't know. To me, it's got a lot of surefires, surefire characters and hits, um, you know, coming up, so... Uh, but yeah, let's watch this, Hoser. Did you get my link? It's loading up now. Okay. My, my, my biggest hope is that since this is another Turtles 2 movie, that hopefully they'll bring back Vanilla Ice. <laughs> <laughs> I know! Yeah, that, that'd be nice. For it. Okay, it looks like this is 44 seconds, so it's pretty short. Okay, so uh, you, you want to start at the same time? Yeah. Five, four, three, two, two. one, and click. What are the most important traits of a ninja? Speed, stealth, and precision. So, so what do you think? Okay, what do you think of the turtle van? Or turtle tank, or whatever you want to call it. Uh, the turtle turtle garbage truck? Yeah. <laughs> yeah, I'm, uh, it's alright. I'm not in love with it, but it's, it's okay. I want to see the inside to see what Donnie has in it. Right. Oh, oh that see? Was there he was. That went well. And there it is. There it is. Wow. So, uh, did you, did you notice the Technodrome? Oh, is that what that was? Yes, the thing in the sky. I believe that was the Technodrome. Nice. Yeah, the only thing, the only problem I have with that is it's in the sky. You know? Oh, yeah, uh, that is kind of weird. Unless, unless that's not actually the Technodrome, but everyone online saying it's the Technodrome. And it kind of looks like it a little bit, although I don't see an eyeball anywhere, which, you know, I call foul on that one, eh? Yeah, right. <laughs> yeah, I mean... Uh, it's not the Technodrome unless you have an eyeball. Yeah, or a drill or something. Yeah, something. Yeah, yeah. But yeah, uh, I mean, um, have you seen the uh, original trailer, you know, with Bebop and Rocksteady? No. Oh my gosh, Josh, here. Let me send you another link. Let me send you this one, because I was hoping you would say no. I've only seen it once before, so you and I can watch it together. This one's a little longer. It's about two minutes. But here is the trailer, the big trailer of the movie. We could talk about this for a minute. Because I think somebody on our Facebook page wanted us to talk about it a little bit more, and I think that's a good idea. Wish granted. Yes. That's what we're here for. All right. <laughs> did you get that link, Hosad? I did. All right. All right. So we'll count down. Five, four, four three, three two, two, one, and click. Hey, right. it's green. Hey, it's like a green <laughs> screen. <laughs> <laughs> oh, wow. I better cut that down. Oh, this is making me think like Independence Day. That's what I was thinking. I don't know. The sky's opening up. People are running. We got oh, spaceships. Like tons of spaceships. Yep. Neutrons, eh? I thought it was the neutrinos. <laughs> cool, daddy Oh, there it is. The inside of the turtle van. That's what I wanted to see. Yeah, I, I like the inside of the turtle van. I mean, That's cool. You're going right, to need the room. You're going to need the room. Now, is that the foot clan there planting the bombs on those? Because if that's the case, I don't like the SWAT team Foot Clan people. Yeah, me neither. They did that in the last one, too. Yeah. I like the music. Oh, it's a bus. Okay. I thought it was a garbage truck. That's, yeah, yeah, okay. It is. I don't know. It's a bus. Got hit by a bus. Uh, that's awesome. 
It was shooting sewer uh, manhole covers. Right. Just four brothers who hate bullies and love this city. Whoa, whoa. This never works out well for you. <laughs> never works out well for you. Casey Jones. Casey Jones. Casey Jones. Mr. Green Arrow. He's, he needs to have a beard or something. Like, question. Yeah. Are you two guys like a thing? I'm looking there's for Baxter him. and there's Shredder. They got a new uh, actor for Shredder. I forget his name. <gasps> oh, Tyler Perry. Man, that is a oh man, that was an awesome casting job. Yeah. Bring back the mohawk. For you. y'all got jokes, huh? I love the motorcycle for Bebop and Rocksteady. Love it. That's sweet. <laughs> oh, I love Rock City on that tank. That is a cool shot. Cool. <laughs> all right. So now, <laughs> so now we've seen it all. Okay. So, all right. Immediate impressions. Go, go for it. Okay. Um, I'm actually kind of pumped. I think they uh, they're really giving the fans what they wanted, right? I mean, if you asked, we might have even done this. Uh, if someone asked us what we wanted to see in the Turtles movie, I'm pretty sure we had this conversation. Got Krang, Rocksteady, and Bebop, right? I mean, those are like top of the list. And Casey Jones, they're giving the fans what they want. So I, I don't think, uh, I don't think that this one's going to, uh, to leave us wanting for more. I think this is going to be, this is going to be it, right? Either they're going to nail this, or this is going to be the last one because they're yeah. bringing all the main characters. I mean. Uh, we had Shredder in the last movie, which I was not entirely impressed with. It was all right, but um, I'm glad that they moved on to Krang. Uh, I'm really pumped. I got a little nervous in the one scene where it was showing um, April and Casey Jones in the car with Will Arnett, um, Vernon, because for some reason, in a second, uh, in my head, I was thinking of the um, the Transformers movies, which I actually liked, but they focused way too much on the humans. Right. And that scene kind of made me think of that, but then they immediately cut back to the turtles, and the majority of the trailer was the turtles, which is good. So um, I feel good about it. Ah, good point. Good point. Yeah, I, I feel the same way. Like I, I feel, I feel that the, they brought back enough of the classic characters um, to to sell us over. You know, a lot of the older fans to sell us on what what's happening in. You know, I look forward to it. I don't know what they're going to do. I like the fact that the look of Bebop and Rocksteady are about the same as the original look. I love that. I love that. Because uh, very rarely do you have uh, new char or old characters come back and they don't look a little different, you know? Well, I think everyone was afraid to bring them in because even in Turtles 2, the original one, they made them Toka and Razor because... Yeah. They wanted to make him a little bit more, I don't know, believable or, you know, as much as a, a mutant is, right? You right. know, they, they like took a turtle and like mutated it, you know, to make it look like some scary monster. But, you know, I think it's really cool. And these, they clearly are doing the actual Bebop and Rocksteady, real people who turn into mutants with personality. And, you know, they're, they're, they've got no reservations. They're just going full out. Okay. Here is your Ninja Turtles cartoon as a movie, right? Like, and that's what I like about it because you know they're they're not taking themselves too seriously. We want a Ninja Turtle movie. That's what they're putting out. 
They're not trying to make it too realistic. They're just, except for the SWAT team thing. That's that's the one part. That yeah. I yeah. think they're they're kind of they're reaching a little bit to try to make it more believable. But um, other than that, I'm 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 sold. I'll go see it. Yeah, I mean, I'm definitely gonna go see it, and you know, it, it'll be fun for what it is. I don't. I'm. I wasn't a big fan of the last film uh, for for a whole bunch of reasons. Um, I, you know, I didn't. I didn't hate it. Uh, I didn't dislike it. I was just. It wasn't. It wasn't what I was hoping for. Let's just put it that way. You know, I. I almost hope for. If I were to see an internal film, I would hope for something more along the lines of the comics. You know, like the IDW comics, especially the IDW comics, because I think it's a nice blend between. You know, the original comics. And they also incorporated some some uh, classic cartoon characters, you know, the Bebop and Rocksteady in the IDW comics. So if that being said, you know, even with all that aside, and I know that I'm not going to get what I always wanted, I'm still kind of excited for this. You know, the, I I do have a couple gripes, kind of like what you mentioned, the uh, Foot Clan. I still don't like the fact that they're a SWAT team, but that's not going to ruin it for me. I... I'm happy that Casey Jones is back, and I think the actor who plays him, I, th- I think his name's Chris Amell. Um, he, he was the Green Arrow, pretty much, in, in the TV show. Um, he's a good actor. I really like him. Um, I wish he looked more like Casey Jones, though. you you, you got to have the long hair yeah, for Casey he, Jones. Yeah, he looked too uh, clean cut. Yeah, I agree. I agree. Yeah, yeah. it looked, looked a little too clean cut. I, I did like the mask he wore, but there needs to be long hair or... Or scruffiness or about him or super buff. I mean, they're, scruffy they're looking nerf herder. Right. <laughs> <laughs> he yeah. didn't look like a scoundrel. Right, right. He didn't look like he, he looked like a you know just uh he looked like the same guy from the Green Arrow series. You know, he, but that's a that's a small gripe. Uh, so long as the character's done right, so long as it's written well, then I'll be happy. Um, I just kind of like the aesthetics of you know the characters looking like what we're used to. Um, let's see, April O'Neil. I, I actually didn't mind her in the last episode, or the last episode, the last movie. I just, I really hope that they don't just make Megan Fox the pretty girl. You know, I hope she still remains a strong character, a very smart character, and, uh, you know, a very independent character like the comic books. I, I yeah, hope well, that that doesn't happen. They even called that out in the movie, you know, when, like, she was, the news story she was supposed to be covering, and she was complaining because it was, right. it was just, uh, what did they call it? Uh, she had a conversation with Vernon about it, about the the cream or the sugar or something like that. Yeah, something like that. The fluff or something. Yeah, yeah, yeah. The yeah froth. And she was the froth. Yeah, froth, yeah. yeah, exactly. Yeah, she was she was upset about it. So yeah, as long as they keep her character in line with that attitude, I think it could be okay. Yeah. And as long as they don't make the whole movie about her, which uh, they didn't really do in the last one, they did they did okay. So hopefully they uh, hopefully they stay focused on the turtles. Absolutely, absolutely. So overall, I, I, I say you and I are genuinely excited for the new one. Oh, yeah, definitely. Are well, you more well, excited for this movie than you were for the original? Yes. I am too. Uh, the The other one, I was a little nervous. Um, I think I was more nervous than I was excited uh, for the other one. And now that um, I've seen that one, and it was all right, this one I think has more potential to be good. Um, and I, I, I think it'll be okay because I know it's not going to be horrible. Yeah. Because the first one wasn't, so no. I'm not really nervous. I'm just kind of more excited than nervous. Because if it's if it's as good as the last one, it's like oh, all right, whatever. But you know, if it's, I'm I'm just excited about seeing Rock City and Bebop and Cray. 
Yeah. Me too. That, oh, that scene where he's on the tank, that looked awesome. Yeah. It's it's so cool because it's a slow motion. You see uh, Raphael like pull, I think it was Leo, out of the way, and you see this huge like cannon flying out of the uh, the tank. I, I know I'm the shell flying out of the tank, and you see like Rocksteady like raising his fists up in the air, like you dog turtles. <laughs> I was like, this is great. I you know I was really sold on it um, when I first saw that. So yeah, uh, it ought to be pretty daggone good, and it comes out in June. So uh, yeah, we will definitely happy birthday to us. Say what? Happy birthday to us. Yeah, that's right. Yeah. That's right. So you got to drive up. We got to see it together. That would be fun. We need to do that. Awesome. We can do that and then record a podcast right after talking about it. That'd be so nice. Yes, we need to do it. Or some pizza? Yes, yes. I'll tell you, yes. I'm, I'm due to come up to see Josh now. He's coming all the way to Knoxville to see me. It's my turn now. That's right. Yeah. That's right. yeah. And I'll have this summer off now that I'm teaching again, so that'll, that'll be oh, great. Yes. Uh, it's going to happen. The summer of Turtle Flakes. See, for Turtle News, I have a couple things. The IDW, it launches the TMNT board game on Kickstarter. Did, was this one of your news bits? Uh, go for it. Go for it, yeah. <laughs> well, honestly, I don't know a whole lot about it, except for um, I know Kevin Eastman has designed the artwork for it, and I know he, um, I know that this Kickstarter project has already been funded, um, so that's fantastic news. I know I'm going to uh, back it as soon as I get my tax break back, <laughs> you know, because I'm kind of broke right now. But, yeah, it looks fantastic. I would buy it just for the artwork itself, but we will provide a link for the show notes, and maybe I can find a way to insert maybe a trailer of the Kickstarter campaign in our show. I'm not sure I can do that, but if I can, I will do it, and if not, I will have the link for the show notes so you can find out more about it. Cool. So the next item I have is uh, Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles. Uh... Oh, sorry. Uh... Lost my spot here. No, oh, what a hose. <laughs> Uh, oh, yes, here we go. So on Behance.net, uh, apparently it's like an art project site. Huh. Someone actually made Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtle shoes. Did you see this? No. Oh, yeah, Facebook? yeah. It's is, is the one um, It literally looks like a turtle foot. Yeah. So someone, oh, yeah. Yeah, just for the fun of it, they designed, if Ninja Turtles really did exist, uh, what type of shoe footwear would they have? And they actually designed a full-on Ninja Turtle shoe. Uh, and it, you know, it's got the bandana around it and everything, and it's got like two toes. It's really, really <laughs> cool. That's awesome. So yeah, I thought it was just really, really fun to look at. It looks awesome. I, if they sold these, I'd be tempted to buy a pair. Uh, I, I, I could see you in it. I, you, you could rock it. If, if I could fit my feet into it. Ah, <laughs> <laughs> oh, sweet. Well, next thing I have now. This is really cool, Josh. Uh, this has a lot to do with us. Uh, you know, I got some good news for you. Um. Uh, I found this on NinjaPizza.net, a great, great website. It has a whole, all kinds of uh, great turtle news. And they're also home of the nice slice. <laughs> With the shady people behind the counter. <laughs> uh, it says, um, yeah, TMNT Let's Kick Shell album released on vinyl and MP3. Uh, it's, it's a remake of some of the old cartoon songs, including the main theme, some of the old cartoon songs, and some of the uh, Turtles in Time songs. The vinyl itself looks awesome. You know, it's it's an EP, but there's a couple of different vinyls you can get that have different, like, it, the vinyls themselves are painted, you know, like purple and red and blue and, you know, all the turtle colors. And I've listened to the, so the songs, and I bought the album on iTunes. It's, it's only about five or six songs, but they're great. It's like a heavy metal version. Well, not heavy metal. I guess like a hard rock version of the original songs. And it's, it's What's great. What's the album called? Let's Kick Shell. Echo Drill. Let's kick shell!
you can get the MP3, and it's good. But the vinyl's where it's at, for, and it's only 11 bucks. Let me look that up real quick, so because I wanted to give them a big shout out. Okay, okay, so the um, the vinyls only cost ten dollars and eighty seven cents, um, and the artwork on them look amazing. I'm looking at it right now. Uh, you, with the vinyls, you get you know of course your blue one, your purple, red, and orange. Um, you get this uh, awesome uh, like original cartoon um, artwork for the front of it. What website is this? Oh, it's uh, called. Looks like the website's enjoytheride.storenvy.com. So store envy. I'll provide a link to the show notes that go directly to the Turtles one. But I reached out to them on um, our Turtle Flakes email, and I said, hey, we would love to use your songs for our show, um, and we would be sure to give you the credit and everything. Uh, would, would that be okay? And they were absolutely all over it, and they said that was a great idea. And uh, they were uh, they were saying that once they – they're actually sold out of the vinyls right now, but once they get the vinyls back, we maybe we could do a contest with them. With our listeners, cool. yeah, oh, wow. yeah, really, really cool guy. Yeah, um, I just I went to the site. I was like, ah, oh, it's not there. Yeah. Oh, so you looking at what I'm looking at? Yeah, but you know what, guys, check it out anyway because I see a best of Nick Nick tunes. Oh uh, yeah, for Nickelodeon cartoons. They have songs from Bluffington. I wonder if they have. Uh, I need more allowance on there. <laughs> Yo, lay you. <laughs> Why? Because I do. We're <laughs> banging on a streetlight. Oh my gosh, I forgot about that one. Banging like, on a street light. Oh, something man. on a trash can. Uh, <laughs> that song's going to be stuck in our heads now. Oh my gosh. You know, I have not thought about that probably since it came out. How about That's that, man? Awesome. That takes me back. Jeez. Oh, yeah. It's, it's uh, So, number one is theme. Number two is Patty something mayonnaise. Penny. Penny. Patty is the mayonnaise for me. Three <laughs> is banging on a trash can. Oh, nice. <laughs> and it looks like uh, third pressing of that is $8.91. I mean, the prices are good. That's right. Yeah. yeah that's cheap. Yeah. Jeez, I need to get a record player, eh? I know, right? Yeah. Uh, but yeah, the, the really, really cool guys will provide a, a show. Um, in the show notes, we'll provide a link uh, to the Ninja Turtle EP for it and the iTunes link for it. Um, I bought it on iTunes. Uh, my favorite track so far is the... Um, it wasn't the sewer surfing track, but it was another one from. Oh, it's the Technotrome uh, track, the uh, Turtles in Time game. So it, it's really good. It's it it's got some great guitars in it and stuff. So I was totally sold on it, and I think you guys will be too. Well, it's four dollars and ninety five cents on. Uh, yeah, cheap. I'm, I'm picking it up right now. Hey, nice, nice. And uh, uh, it's also got um, of course the main theme of the cartoon, and it's also got the exit theme or the outro theme of the cartoon as well with updated guitars on it so it sounded pretty good uh so there's an article on goodbenproject.com and uh they have an interview with kevin eastman so it's actually pretty cool so it's uh just uh they got a couple pictures on there and it's them sitting down and having a chat with kevin eastman so if you want to find out more about him and uh, all the awesome stuff that he does uh in relation to the ninja turtles Check it out. It's goodmenproject.com. Mm-hmm. And he's on there. Seems like an interesting site. The next one I have is... So there's a uh, new Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles game on iOS. Ooh, I didn't know this. Yes. Uh, I have a hard time keeping up with this stuff, but it actually looks really cool. So it's called uh, Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles Portal Power. Huh. And it's a... Portal uh... Power! 
<laughs> Sorry. Nice. <laughs> it's a side-scrolling beat-em-up, so ah. it looks pretty cool. Yeah, and uh, I love the graphics. It looks kind of like Double Dragon Neon, lots of neon 80s-looking colors. Uh, but, yeah, it looks really neat. So, ah, very nice. Yeah, it looks pretty fun. Uh, it has the voices from the actual cartoon series, too. That's pretty sweet. Eh? I'll have to get... Is it, is it free, or is it a couple bucks? Or... Uh, it looks like it's six bucks. So, oh, six bucks? Nah, yeah, that's not... But it, it looks like... Basically, it kind of looks like it's like Turtles in Time, you know? Mm-hmm. So, I mean, for six bucks... Hey, probably, come on. But, yeah, it's yeah. got to be good. Yeah. Turtles. <laughs> yeah, turtles. So you got to buy it. Got to buy it. You know, I, I just... Sorry, random thoughts just popped in my head. Did they ever... You remember Polly Pocket, right? Yeah, yeah. Do they ever have a Ninja Turtles Polly Pocket? I want to say they did. Uh, you know what? I, I don't know if I'm making this up, but I can picture, like, the Turtle Com. And you That's open... what I was thinking. Yeah, I think I saw that. Yeah, I, I'm thinking I might have as well. Yeah, yeah, I, I think that was real. I, I really do. But anyways, I'm sorry. Uh, I digress. <laughs> I, I digest. <laughs> um, so uh, as far as comics go, the IDW TMNT issue 54 has been out. It's been out for quite some time now, so I know 55 is just about to come out. Um, TMNT Color Classics Volume 3 issue or uh, number 14 is out as of February 3rd. And this issue is the City at War Part 12 issue. Um, and... Just a quick preview. It says the TMNT joined Karai in a final battle royal with the Renegade Foot Elite Soldiers. So um, the City at War saga for the original Mirage run was so good. So you owe it to yourself to see it in color. It's it's excellent. And you can get it digitally or you can get it in print. Of course, I've been getting a lot of things digitally just because it's a little bit more convenient. But guess what? I'm probably going to buy it in print too. So <laughs> they, they double dipped me again. I know, right? I know it. I know it. And then uh, the last thing as far as comics go that I have is that IDW Volume 13, The Trades, um, Vengeance Part 2 is out. And this covers issues, the IDW comics issues 48 through 50. And I think it's $5, so a uh, pretty good price for, for three issues. So, And, of course, those are three big issues, good issues. So uh, well worth the money. I mean, if you're a Turtles fan. That's right. Right. Well, I'm sure they are. Yeah. Why? Why are you listening if you're not? I mean, eh? it, it's Kevin. It's Kevin Eastman artwork. So it's, it's Kevin worth Eastman it just artwork. For, yeah. Yeah. Ex exactly. Exactly. So you got any more news, Jose? That's about it. Ah, same for me, eh? We're we're finally done, eh? Well, yeah, we're, I know. we're an hour into this. Jeez. Ooh, we gotta pick up the pace. I know. No kidding. <laughs> no kidding. Well, did you do a Craigslist thing or anything like that? Or? I did not. No. Okay. Well, then I'll skip mine because I didn't really find anything good. Okay, cool. Yeah, I just found a sleeping bag, but they wanted fifty dollars for it. I was like, "Jeez, what? Did it yeah. come with a kid?" <laughs> <laughs> just no. say, I mean, no. fifty bucks. I, I, you gotta throw a kid in there. Yeah, at least one. <laughs> yeah, maybe two. <laughs> yeah, get a two for yeah. Um. Okay, guys. Well, let's get into the April Antiquity segment. Uh, segment. Jeez, I can't talk, eh? Jeez, <laughs> what's like sequence? Whatever. April Antiquity segment. <laughs> Hey, did she say pizza? So you live in an antique store? Yep, pizza. Well, above, actually. Well, I was going to give you guys a tour of the store. Ready? All right, guys. Well, let's get into the April's Antiquity segment. Uh, and today we are covering the 2015 Mutagen Man figure. So, Hoser, have you seen this figure yet? Uh, Yeah, I pulled up a picture. I've not seen it in person. Uh, I just... I just took a look at it, um, you know, Googled it, mm -hmm. and that's about all I've seen. 
Oh, nice. Well, you know, I had not seen it um, at any stores until about a month ago. I saw it at uh, my local Target. And I love Munichin Man anyway. Like, I remember the original figure. I never had it as a kid. But I remember one of my friends had it. And I remember it looking so odd and weird. But so interesting because of all the detail and stuff and, and the, the ooze that would actually glow. Um, I always wanted one, but I just never had one. So I decided to pick this one up. Uh, it was like $9 at, at Target. And I love this figure. I figured I'd go ahead and review it for today's show. So let me go ahead and grab it here. All right, so Munichin Man here. Now, I got him in the box, but I can kind of tell just by the way he looks how it, you know, the articulation works. So, um, but before we get into the articulation, I wanted to read, you know, just the back of it, kind of give you a good idea of what it says about him. So here it is, Munichin Man, Pulverizer Goo Mobilized. Formerly the Pulverizer, who mutates into a jar of goo, becoming Munichin Man, he absorbs any ooze around him for fuel. Being mutated from nothing but a tube of guts to a jar with arms, legs, and ooze hands, he searches for April in hopes of finding a friend and fights anything that gets in his way. His acid ooze hands melt anything that they touch, so the turtles fight to keep him away and ooze free in order to find a cure and reverse the mutation. So, his weapons are ooze-filled body and oozing hands. Uh, team... Krang Evil Aliens, which is kind of interesting that he's a bad guy in the Nickelodeon cartoon, but in the comic books, uh, the IDW run, he's a good guy. He's actually in the Mutanimals. Huh. Yeah, so it's, it's kind of interesting to see the contrast between this character. You know, it's almost like a Donkey Kong figure. You know, is he a good guy or is he a bad guy? Well, it depends on what you play, you know what I'm saying? Yeah, that's right. <laughs> yeah. So, as far as articulation... Uh, ball joints for his shoulders, or for his arms, um, so that way he can uh, rotate 360 and in and out and up and down. Um, his legs have ball joints as well, so about the same process there. It's, so the articulation is pretty daggone good from what I can see. And, you know, it's, it's a very bulky figure, so you wouldn't think it would be that good. But with those ball joints, um, he's good to go. But as far as his wrists go, I don't think they move. Um, and and uh, same thing with ankles and, and things like that. I don't think... They move, yeah. I don't see any joints anywhere, so pretty much the arms and legs, they only have one joint on them to uh, move. So that's one little limitation there. As far as his design goes, uh, compared to the original, I prefer the original because the, the original had a far more color. But I do like the giant arms. I really do. And he's got one arm clenched as a fist. He's got another arm that uh, is stretched out, and it looks like... It's got holes in the arm, so I'm wondering if, like, some kind of ooze can come out of the arm. I have no idea how this works, and it doesn't really give me any instructions on the box itself um, that I see. Um, and it also looks like there's a maybe a lid to the top of Mutagen Man, because it, it's basically what I'm looking at right now is you've got this canister that it looks like it has a brain with eyes inside, almost like a Krang figure. It's got a little lid on the top, and then you've got these giant arms and giant legs sticking out of this canister. And the canister's green. It looks like ooze and everything. But that's all I know. Um, you know, and it's, it's funny because I really kind of want to take it out of the box just to see if it does do anything, like if, if that lid comes off or if it's part of the design. You think I should do it? Go for it, man. You think so? And you know what? Why not? For Turtle Flakes, for you guys, I'll do it. So I'm opening it up right now. I mean, what am I going? I'm not going to sell this stuff. Why do I keep it in boxes? Jeez, I don't, I don't, I really don't know why I do that. Let's see. All right, so I'm taking it out right now. 
Get off. All right. Oh, you know what? I was wrong. I was wrong. His wrists do swivel side to side. Oh, nice. Hey, very nice. Wow, the articulation is really good on this. And now you know. Now I know. See, I would have never known that because it doesn't really look like they spin in the box. Okay. Well, as far as the top goes, that is not a lid. I can't get it off. Wait, wait a minute. Oh, my gosh, Josh. I just got it out. Whoa. I just dropped his brain. <laughs> I heard it. I was, yeah. like, I was like, oh, there goes the brain. Wow, that's cool. So I'm wondering if you can put water in there. Okay, so basically what I just did, the top mutagen man, there's a little lid at the top, and you have to kind of spin it to the side, and then you can pull it out. Um, so I don't know if you can put, like, water in there, if something happens to him, or if he glows or something like that. But he's got holes in his hands to where something can come out. So I don't know what that would be. Um, I don't see... It looks like it came with... And apparently the brain comes out. Beautiful extraction, Doctor. Yeah! <laughs> yeah, I know. Well, you know, I nailed it. <laughs> Let's see. And... Okay, it looks like I found... Oh, this will this will be good. I found a Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles Team Machines um, brochure. Oh, this is great. So what this is here? See, I, I'm so thankful I opened this. Wouldn't even know this was in here. It's got all the vehicles from the Nickelodeon um, toys, like uh, like a catalog. Oh, like, cool. You've got the shell launcher, which I've never seen. The talking Leo and extreme party wagon. What the heck is that? <laughs> I've never seen that. It's extreme. extreme. Oh my gosh! They got they got a splinter in rat attack vehicle. It looks like he's what? in a Mercedes. <laughs> yeah, this is hilarious. They got Shredder in a Shredder mobile. I didn't even know he had his own mobile. Uh, Shredder mobile. Yeah, this is great. Oh my gosh. Oh man, jeez. I'm, I'm sorry. I could get lost in this. That's but awesome. I, yeah. So hey, I'm glad I opened this. I'm gonna open all my other ones too. <laughs> Go for it, man. Yeah, I, I may have to do that, but. Um, as far as rarity, uh, this is actually a pretty fair, uh, fairly common figure. I mean, um, I found it in my local store, and uh, on, on eBay you can find it uh, very, very cheap. Same price as what I paid in Target, um, and it's very, very common. So um, you, you can find this figure for about you know $8, $9. Um, the only gripe I have with it, well, there's two. Compared to the first Mutagen Man figure, as far as design goes, although the articulation is great, it's much, much better than the original figure, um, the design is a little, it, it's not near as detailed. And I've found that to be a common theme with the, the newer Nickelodeon toys compared to the originals, where the originals are very stiff, they didn't have a lot of movement, a lot of articulation. What the originals had going for them was original artwork for the cards. Um, their designs were a little bit more detailed uh, and colorful and vibrant, and I, I dare say that most of the accessories from the originals were better than the accessories we get for the newer toys, which is kind of shocking for me. Um, you would think the accessories now, with the technology that we have we, and the creativity that we have, that we could come up with something. But Mutagen Man has nothing. Um, he's got no accessories whatsoever that I see. Um, granted, he's a very, very different character, uh, and I, maybe there is some how I can put water in him, and I don't know, maybe he'll glow or something will happen. I, I, I'll... I'll do a follow-up uh, next episode. But, yeah, he's got, no, he's got no accessories whatsoever, so that's a major flaw in the figure. The design itself I like, but with no accessories, that kind of brings it back a little bit. So Yeah. Yeah. So, so over and all, I would give this figure, I'd say, uh, hmm, what adjective got I use here? Uh, oh, I got one. I give Mutagen Man 
eight TGRI canisters out of ten. <laughs> there you go. <laughs> nice. Well played. Oh, there you go. So so that's that for Mutagen Man. Eight, eight out of ten. Not bad. Not bad. But it could be better if they had accessories. So, all right, Hoser, we got a comic to talk about? We do. Well, let's do it. Let's do it, huh? Yeah, you know what I'm saying? Maybe we'll talk about a comic. Maybe we won't. Forget about it. <laughs> Hello, Violators. You're in Casey's Comic Classroom. Prepare to be schooled. Okay, Turtles fans, we are on issue number seven of seven. the AEW series. So, uh, this is the uh, if you're if you're going through the volumes, this would be in volume two of the collected books. And uh, just to catch you guys up, in the uh, previous couple of episodes or issues, I'm sorry, um, we got the origin story of the turtles, and we found out that the turtles are actually uh, reincarnations. Uh, I guess I should have said spoiler alert, but. Uh, um, <laughs> So the turtles, uh, it was um, Amadi Yoshi and um, his four sons, and the, the the mother gets killed by Rokosaki, and then they try to escape, and then uh, they actually in the comic basically all but show uh, um, Rokosaki killing the four sons and Splinter. So uh, what a hose! I know, right? Killing the children, he's like Anakin Skywalker. I know, something. what a yeah. jerk. <laughs> Uh, so, and just to catch up to speed, in the last issue, uh, it was the Turtles had seen um, some mysterious French ninja dude doing parkour. <laughs> <laughs> parkour! And, yeah, parkour! Um, <laughs> uh, so, uh, they saw him get killed. That was just one part of the story, and then the other part was uh, Old Hob is working for Baxter, and he's supposed to be tracking down the ninjas, uh, the, the Ninja Turtles, so... Uh, that's kind of where we left off on the last episode to catch you guys up to speed. So on the cover of issue seven, uh, I love it. Um, the yes. East, the Eastman cover, do you have that one? Yes, I do. That one looks really cool. So, oh, I love it. Uh, it's just the turtles surrounded by Mausers. There's tons of like shrapnel in the air, and it looks like there's, I don't know if it's an explosion in the background, but um, Splinter is kind of left front and center, and uh, he's got his claws out. It's pretty awesome. Oh, yeah. No one does it like Kevin Eastman does. Nobody. 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 Nobody can. <laughs> uh, so basically, the issue. Uh, um, I'll just kind of go over it briefly, and Rob, jump in if there's anything okay. you wanted to highlight. But um, uh, it starts with uh, Krang and uh, Planet Neutrino, and he's cranky. <laughs> sorry, <laughs> I, I'm sorry. I'm, go ahead. <laughs> um, and Krang is talking to his generals and complaining about. Um, the fact that they've not heard back from Baxter Stockman yet. Uh, Baxter's supposed to be uh, developing this Terrapin um, armor, and that's uh, that's how the turtles were mut- mutated. Yeah, and the super soldier, like, mutagen. Yeah, yeah. The super soldiers. And then there was uh, some psychotropic one that they used on Splinter, which is why he's smart. So it kind of explains uh, the turtles. And basically, uh, the turtles were... Uh, April rescued the turtles and got them out of the lab. So um, Baxter Stockman's supposed to be tracking the turtles and Splinter down to get their blood so he could retrieve the uh, um, the mutagen DNA or whatever it is to, to make the mutagen. Krang is trying to get a hold of Baxter. Yeah, and the whole reason he's doing this pretty much is because his, his soldiers are losing the battle. Like, they're on Planet Neutrino right now, and the Neutrino Resistance Fighters are winning the war so far. So Krang kind of... Who's Yeah! <laughs> I know, those 
Those teens. Yeah, they're, they're winning. And, uh, you know, Krang's uh, stuck between a rock and a hard place. Or a, hey, hey Stone Warriors <laughs> rock. Sorry, that was horrible. <laughs> uh, but, yeah, so he he's like, you know what? The only trump card that he has is Baxter Stockman. And Baxter is, you know, very unreliable to say the least. So Krang's not too happy in this issue. How do you think they got connected? Like, yeah, I is, don't know. Is there like an evil henchman like hotline or like Craigslist or like, Craigslist? <laughs> it's like uh, evil mutant alien searching for uh, brilliant scientists. <laughs> I mean, I don't know. Yeah, right, right. It's like evil villains single and looking. <laughs> <laughs> anyway, um, Michelangelo and Raph are looking for a pizza, and Michelangelo is just going on and on and on about this. This friend. Yeah, Woody, he's a good guy. Did I, did I mention he's a good guy? Yeah, he's a great guy. Did I <laughs> so Michelangelo's going on and on and on about Woody. Um, so they're going up to get some pizza, and Michelangelo's just telling him the story of how um, you know they were eating out of a dumpster, and Woody came out and was nice enough to give them a pizza. And my one of my favorite um, panels in this, uh, as he's retelling the story, is it's, it's a close-up on Michelangelo's uh, face, and it says, it was love at first sight. You never saw anything so pretty, bro, or so cheesy. <laughs> <laughs> and he's got this just like this goofy grin on his oh, face. Oh, yeah, yeah. He has another good line where he's talking about the flashback from before when they were digging in the dumpsters. He says, yeah, I remember that day perfectly. It was a day that will live in pizza chomping history. <laughs> I was like, that's pretty good. That's pretty good. So Mikey and Raph are out getting pizza uh, from, their, from their friend. And donatello and leonardo are having a conversation about the fact that they're reincarnated so donatello is really struggling with this idea he's a scientist and he doesn't understand it and leonardo he doesn't tell donatello but he actually has a flashback of his mother yeah tang shen that was good so it was pretty cool it's it's interesting that they could talk about these type of topics and leonardo is, is holding back so there's a lot of a lot of depth to these characters even though it's just the Ninja Turtles. Right, and it's uh, just issue seven, and we already yeah. see it. Yeah, it's pretty cool. And then, of course, as they're as they're talking, the Mausers come crashing through the uh, crashing through the walls. So, and oh, and Leah, uh, April is actually training with Casey Jones. She placed an ad, I think, because she was attacked. She wanted to learn self defense, so she was looking for self defense classes that Casey Jones is teaching her. And she's supposed to be helping him with his paper. Right, so. right. And, you know, speaking of Casey Jones, I really like Dan Duncan's kind of interpretation of Casey Jones. Like, he's how I always consider Casey Jones. I see Casey Jones, when I hear that name, I think of two people. I think of the the first one I immediately think of is the original film, Eli, uh, was it Elias or Elias Cotius? Oh, yeah. Or Coates, whatever, whatever. I don't know how to pronounce his name, but... That's who I see, you know? I don't see him as, like, like a huge, beefed-up guy. Now, I know the original um, Casey Jones, you know, from the comic books. He was huge, you know? He's, like, a, like almost like a steroid freak, you know? But, Greetings, violators! Yeah, yeah, exactly. And then, you know, the, the cartoon kind of makes him almost like a jokey character. But I always kind of liked the snarky, uh, kind of funny, kind of witty, but also really, really tough Casey Jones. And I really like the IDW spin on Casey Jones. As as the writing goes, with him taking care of, you know, his, his mom dies, and his mom makes him promise to take care of his dad as, as uh, loose a cannon as he is. But I also like how he looks. You know, he's like, to, to me, he's perfect. 
Do you know who I would cast as Casey Jones? Who? I'm thinking. I'm thinking Hugh Jackman. Yeah. Seriously, yes! right? Right. I could see that. Yeah, I could because you yeah. know Hugh Jackman's kind of tough, but he's also really really smart. I could see that. I could actually see that. Like a, like in the Wolverine character, at least his interpretation of it. You know, he, he's extremely tough, but he's also really really smart. And he's a survivor, and that's kind of how I see Casey Jones. You know, have you seen that movie Real Steel? Uh, is that the robot movie? Yeah, the robot boxing movie. I want to see it. I've not seen it yet. You should see it. It's really good. Really? Stacey, like that. Yeah, it's it's great. I think, uh, yeah. I like just about every movie he's in. Yeah, it's good. Uh, in that movie, it, it kind of makes me think he's a good guy, but he's kind of misunderstood. He's kind of a loner and Ooh. a fighter, but, you know, he he likes his family, but he's not good at relationships. So, oh, yeah, I like that. That's, that's pretty kind of like That's kind of like Casey Jones to me. Yeah, yeah. And Casey Jones, nothing like I, I don't like. I see the um, the 2003 cartoon, at least from the episodes I've seen, and I've seen just about half of the series. Uh, overall, he's kind of not dumb, but he, he's he's a little bit toned down as far as his intelligence. I actually always, well, I guess the original Casey Jones was kind of crazy, so I can't say you know I, I prefer that one. I just always, in my mind, preferred the Casey Jones from the film. You know, he wasn't dumb in the film. He, every now and then, would he stick his foot in his mouth? Yeah, of course, but he wasn't dumb. And he, he saved you the trouble. Right. <laughs> <laughs> I never even looked at another guy before. <laughs> Sorry. You're a claustrophobic. <laughs> Well, um, yeah, so anyways, uh, I'm sorry. I, I just kind of derailed you there. Go ahead, Jose. Uh, so so uh, Casey and April are, are training, and then the, the Mausers break into the turtle lair, and they're immediately overwhelmed. And, uh, you know, Splinter's saying, protect yourself. Uh, my son's protect yourself. He's, he seems legitimately startled and concerned. Yeah. And uh, it's actually old Hob that's, that's controlling the Mausers which he got from Baxter Stockman. So there's a lot of really great uh, um, uh, drawings here of the, of the action. You see parts flying and Katana slicing open some Mausers. So it's cool that they're showing that the turtles are able to take, take on, you know, Mausers one at a time or three at a time, but they just start to get overwhelmed. Yeah. Right, right. You know, like in the cartoon, that you know, those Mausers weren't much of a threat at all. But see, in the comic books, when those Mausers take over, it is destruction and bedlam. I'm telling you. And they're actually so they get to the point where um, they realize they actually have to retreat. Mm-hmm. Uh, and and even Splinter says that they're far too outnumbered. They need to fall back to regroup. So they kind of go through a passageway to get away from them. And uh, Old Hob orders even more Mausers to come on top of them. And it's just, it's it's just. Probably, it looks like at least thousands of Mausers. That's crazy. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, and then, uh, I th- was it, uh, Leo and Mikey, they're, they're at the surface, and it's it's kind of funny because as the Mausers kind of take down a big part of the their sewer layer, um, or the turtle layer, I think it's Raph that says, hey, did you feel that rumble? And Mikey's like, no, I didn't, I didn't feel anything. And, uh, you know, they're... They're going to have back down to the sewer with the pizza and everything, and then they see the big hole um, where the uh, mouses have destroyed their home. And I love that last panel, man. You you want to describe that real quick? Oh, actually, I totally skipped over Krang. 
Yeah. I'm sorry. Go ahead. Go ahead. Jeez, man. Jeez, I know. On. Jeez. No kidding. I'm, I'll tell you, I'm rusty. Uh, so, yeah, the uh, Mikey and uh, Raph are going down into the sewers, and then it cuts back to Baxter Stockman, and uh, Baxter Stockman gets home to his uh, his mansion, and he finds that his door has been pried open, so he calls security, and then all of a sudden he sees uh, Krang's, is it his general? Or yeah, is it Granitor? Or, I, I never can say his name right. Is it Graniter or Granitor? Yeah, whatever he said. Yeah, uh, yeah Captain Granitor? I don't yeah. I forget his name. So he grabs Baxter and, you know, pulls him into a room with Krang. So Krang has finally got a hold of him. And, uh, and he invites him to have this... a Krang cocktail. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> That's right. And it's funny, in this scene, they kind of have some back and forth. And Baxter is still really uh, witty and really He's confident. such a snake, isn't he? Yeah, and sure of himself. Oh, so, yeah. You know, you could tell at first when he gets snagged, he's got, like, bug eyes and he's freaked out. But then <laughs> he starts playing it cool. Like, oh, yeah, you know, well... If you had given me more time, I could have I could have unlocked the door for you and been ready to receive you. And right. you know, like he's just playing it cool. Uh huh. And and Crane just cuts to the chase and says, you know, where's my mutagen already? Yeah, so, right. So and then uh, Baxter ends up saying, well, you know, we're working on getting the uh, the stuff, and I know that the last part that we need is these samples from um, Splinter, and I've got somebody working on it. And then it cuts back to. Uh, Mikey and Raph getting down and seeing this huge hole in the wall the Mausers had come through, and then that looks like they uh, uh, they're about to join forces with the turtles. And the the last panel, Rob, I'll let you go at it. Oh, okay. Well, the last panel, I, I like this last panel for for a couple of reasons. Um, okay, first of all, I I love the artwork, you know, because at the very very top you got the Mausers. I mean, he Leonardo is absolutely overwhelmed and surrounded uh there are mousers everywhere and the the cool thing is at the very very top if you look at that panel and it's a full full page the panel you see three huge mouser heads like over top of them about to like pounce on them and you see all these mousers uh below as well for one you don't see splinter anywhere so it immediately makes you wonder okay what happened to him and another thing is you see donatello on the right side fallen He's lost his bow staff. He's just—I don't, you don't know if he's been knocked out or if he's even been killed. I mean, I think Splinter's behind him. Look, it looks like Splinter's tail, right where. Uh, oh yeah, yeah, I can see him. Yeah, so they're both—they're both down and out. Yeah, I think yeah, because like you. Yeah, you see his head. You see his head right by the Mausers. Okay, look at Donatello's head and look a little bit. Oh too. yeah, there it is. Yeah, it there it is to the it's left. Gray, like the Mausers, yeah. Right. Um. Okay, so they're both down and out, and all you see is Leonardo just desperately trying to fend them off. Um, so, as a reader, of course, we know now that they're okay, but at the time when issue seven came out, you're thinking, "Oh my gosh, are they dead?" Because you don't see that a lot in the comic books, where you know where, where they're passed out like that. Um, so you, you start wondering, and IDW was at this point already shaking things up, especially with the reincarnation story. You know, as a reader, you're probably thinking, "Oh my gosh." Did they just kill off those two characters? You know, so it's it's a nice touch. It really is. I guess I probably wouldn't have thought reading this at the time. I would have probably thought they were they were okay, but the, you know what? Kudos to them for even making me consider the fact that they might be dead. So I, I thought that last panel said a lot with just one little piece of dialogue. You know, that he says he can't hold them off any longer. So I thought that was a pretty solid issue. What do you, what about you, Jose? Yeah, I would agree. Um, 
actually it felt a little short, but that's not it necessarily did, bad. Yeah, I mean, I think it's just because they they touched on like you know kind of four different story points, uh, and that's or is it three? That's uh, kind of four because you've got you've got Krang, and then you got Baxter, and then you got Leo. Uh, and and Donnie and Mikey, Casey and uh, April. Yes, that's, yeah, that's four so, different storylines right there. Yeah, so you it kind of jumps between them. It's not like jarring. It's very good uh, flow of the story. It's just you get a very very short glimpses into each one of them. So it's good. It keeps your interest. And uh, I, I thought it was yeah. Uh, um, it, it makes you want to see what happens in the next issue. Yeah, yeah. I, I like this issue. Um, you know, it's kind of like one of those issues that it's a, like a setup issue. You know exactly. Yeah, exactly, it's yeah. setting things up for a huge, huge finale. So you know, it's one of those issues. It's necessary to tell the story, uh, but it's not. It's not a groundbreaking issue. Um, you know, it has great action in it. You know, the turtles no longer have a home. You know, Krang's on the cusp of uh, getting his super soldier serum or super soldier mutagen uh, that might turn the tides of the war between him, his army, and the neutrinos. Um, st- and Stockman's working on that that bonus experiment, this psychotropic compound. You know, and, and the interesting part is Stockman. Like, if he doesn't deliver the goods, Krang's army they're in trouble. They stand a major threat of being defeated by the neutrino resistance. So, you know, Krang's pretty desperate at this point. I kind of get the impression from how cool and collected uh, Baxter was that he knows that, and he's using it to his advantage. It's, it's pretty cool. It's like they're playing mind games with each other. You know, it's like. Krang's not going to kill Baxter. I think Krang's going to win, though. I mean, yeah, I'm... it's kind of a huge brain. <laughs> <laughs> right, he's going to win in mind games every time. It's kind of his deal. Yeah. <laughs> it's, it's interesting to see two villains kind of, like, try to outwit each other at the same time. And Baxter, he's such a weasel. Like, I, I think he's a lot smarter than he lets on. And he knows how to play his cards, you know. He knows that Krang needs him. At the same time, you know, Krang's like, as soon as I get what I want, I'm going to kill this guy, you know. Right. It's like, uh, who really has the upper hand? Yeah, it makes you wonder. Another thing is, is uh, we didn't touch on this much, but when they were uh, talking about the reincarnation thing, Donatello, you know, this also sets on sets up a f- future story arc because Donatello's like, oh, you know, I don't know how I, f- I feel about this whole, you know, reincarnation bit and this Rokusaki guy. I'm going to have to, you know, we're going to have to research this this dead man known as Rokusaki. So it, it makes you think, although our main villains right now are Baxter and... Uh, Krang, Shredder's on the horizon. You know, past that story arc, you got another one, Rokusaki. You know, where does he come into play? Is, is, he, is he even alive? So, uh, pretty interesting stuff. I, I think this was a necessary issue to set up things that are going to happen in the future. Oh, I wrote down uh, one last thing I wanted to mention. Do you remember Woody? Uh, he gives Michelangelo pizza. And what else does he give Michelangelo? Uh, I don't remember. It was a large antipasto salad for Splinter with extra olives. Oh, yeah. <laughs> so I give this issue eight large antipasto salads with extra olives out of ten. Nice. <laughs> <laughs> so what about you, Jose? Yeah, I'd probably go like seven and a half. Yeah, it's, it's pretty good. It's solid. It's necessary. Yeah. It sets up everything just nice, and then I'll tell you, I think it's either the next issue or the issue after that where it's the conclusion of this story arc, and oh, man, does it get good. And I really like the... Uh... The side story with Woody, I mean, that's pretty cool, like, that they just add in another character, and that's, like, if Michelangelo had a friend, that's who I'd imagine it would be, someone giving him pizza, and I think they really captured his character well. 
one of his lines is, man, I'm so stoked. We're finally going to meet Woody, bro. He's such a <laughs> righteous dude. Have I told you that? Like, he's just totally, that's definitely Michelangelo. Well, you know what yeah. I think is going to happen to Woody? I think what? somehow he's going to get mutated. He's going to become Pizza Face. Or Pizza the Hut. <laughs> Pizza's going to send out for you. <laughs> And then I love, uh, man, I can't wait to chat on on this baby. Nothing like pizza for dinner and video games for dessert. Yeah. I was like, like, exactly, man. That's awesome. You know, I'll tell you what. Tomorrow I got a snow day. I'm going to do the same thing. I'm going to play video games, and I'm going to order a pizza. Oh, I'm jealous. Yeah, yeah. So you got to work tomorrow, don't you? Yeah, I do. Uh, Thanks thanks for reminding me, I'm sorry, Hoser. (laughs) Yeah, I'm going to be at work like, man, I wish I was Rob right now. I'll send you a picture. (laughs) (laughs) You would. I'll be like, thinking of you. (laughs) Oh, sweet. Well, Hoser, I guess we got a cartoon to watch real quick, eh? Yeah. All right. Well, let's do it. Hey, Raph, where are you going? Out to a movie. That okay with you? Yeah. All right, Hoser. Well, um, you know, again, you probably already guessed we are in the uh, modern era of the Ninja Turtles here. And we, of course... Along with the IDW series, we are, uh, which was issue seven that we covered today, we are on episode seven of the Nickelodeon series. So um, this was out of the first season, and this uh, original air date was November third, two thousand twelve. The uh, episode is called Monkey Brains, which I think I've seen a long time ago. Is this the one with butt cannons? Uh, Where Donatello someone... screams, "He's got butt cannons!" I don't think so. Oh, okay. Well, that, that was another one where a monkey had butt cannons. Like, and, and I remember Donatello just screaming, he's got butt cannons! Nice. So uh, apparently this might not be the same one. So maybe I've not seen this one. But this was written by Russ Carney and Ron Corsillo. Supervising producer was Ant Ward. Producers were Ciro Nielli, J.R. Ventimiglia, and Joshua Sternin. So, oh, and it was directed by Alan Wan. So in this particular episode... It says here, a quick synopsis, after teaming up to investigate the disappearance of local scientists named Dr. Tyler Rockwell, April and Donatello encounter a bizarre psychic mutant monkey. So they come to realize, oh, I'm not going to give that away yet. Okay, so. Let's go ahead and uh, count it down. All right, guys. So we are listening to, or we are listening, we are watching um, episode seven of the Nickelodeon show. This episode's called Monkey Brains, and we're going to click play in five. Four, Four, three, two, one, and click. He seems so happy, too. Yeah, I know it. <laughs> That's awesome. Like, even when he's training, he's joking. Flips? Why not? That was an awesome flip. <laughs> the best defense is to roll along my back and take me to the ground and put me in an arm lock. Where are they training at? This is a, a like nice place. Yeah, it's, I guess they have their own dojo. Yeah, no kidding. I the weapon, better, weapons in the background. There's a tree in the background. <laughs> it's most nice, my, much nicer than the slash for cash dojo. Yeah. <laughs> I would go there, eh? Yeah. Come on, Shady. I love Splinter. If you think too much about what is coming, you You know, I think think out of all... Okay, if you could pick one splinter out of all the cartoon incarnations, 
Who's your favorite? This one. Really? Even after, uh, even over the classic. I think so. I, you know, I think the same way. I think the same way. And I love the. I, I never thought anyone could usurp the original Splinter, but I, I, I really like the character of the new one. No, I'm good. I even like his voice. Yeah, it's they nailed it. They really did. It's like because you never know when he's going to be joking or serious. Right, right. You just. He just casually walks by and just throws down on the floor like that. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> the song's still catchy. It is. It really is. I really do like the Nickelodeon show. I really do. I love how Leonardo like bobs his head. Yeah. <laughs> like yeah, we're That's, turtles. You yeah, know it. It's the <laughs> you know. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, it's, inter it's, it's interesting because um, in season three, uh, it showed the shell razor in the intro there. Um, in season three, they get, uh, I think it's on their way back to Northampton, they fix up this van, and it's, they call it the turtle van. So it looks just like the original turtle van from the cartoon. Oh, man, that's awesome. Yeah, so not only do they have the original turtle van, they got the shell razor too. I was like, yes, to, yes to all of this. Just putting the finishing touches so Donatello has this master plan sheet up, and he's he's drawing tons of lines on a flowchart. Ah, nice. I, you know, I've not seen this episode. Try this. April, do you want to hang out with me? Oh, it's the best plan for April to hang out with him. Yeah, yeah. He's turned it up. Now, let me ask you this. Do you think in this series, does April have a thing for Donatello? Uh, I don't think so, but it's it's hard to say. You know, I... I okay. She puts herself out there. You know, she, she really does. I mean, she, she throws subtle hands like... I don't know. I, I can't think of anything specific, but... I know I've seen one or two episodes where, you know, she doesn't seem bothered that Donatello thinks she's the most amazing thing in the world. I wouldn't either. You guys gotta check this out. <laughs> Just saying. <gasps> I Space Heroes. That's totally the Star Trek. Yeah, yeah, Search for Spock, the third movie. <laughs> yeah, if you if you zoom in on that, it's totally Search for Spock. I can see that. Yep. I snapped a screenshot of that. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> got my legend digging his ear. So. <laughs> So, the Krang have been kidnapping scientists. So there's Dr. Dr. Falco. You can see the scan lines on the TV. It's yeah. pretty. Or they may not be connected at all. There's only one. So somebody's kidnapping all the scientists across the city. April's right. We should go check it out. What's that? You guys are busy. You know, let me ask you this, Josh, cuz you've heard Jason Biggs as Leonardo, that you know, the first two seasons. And then uh, three and four has been. Um, it is. That oh gosh, what's his name? Seth. Um, Seth Green. Seth Green. So, out of the two, who do you prefer? I haven't. I don't think I've watched many episodes with Seth Green, so I couldn't say. I I prefer Jason Biggs. I really do. Uh, Seth Green's okay. <laughs> Uh, and you know he—I I think he's got talent as a voice actor, but I just don't hear him as as Leonardo. I, I tried. I've been listening to season three, and I just—I I, want to hear Jason Biggs and it's Seth Green. Must have been you know? Yeah. I just—I don't know. I don't really 
think it fits his character. I, I don't know why. Secret researcher. They were renting space to one freaky dentist. So they're in some dark and dingy lab. Oh, like Resident Evil. Yeah, right. Yeah. Waiting for the dogs to come through the window. Yeah. <laughs> They did pretty well in the music here. They did. It's very creepy. Wow. I love that gap Searching in Searching through a desk. Yeah. Muted. Oh, the gap in his teeth. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Johnny, look out! Guys, look at the size of that can. I know. What are you? Relax. I'm not going to hurt Whoa. you. Whoa. You already hurt me. I so mean, someone... Doctor Falco just tried to hit Donatello with his driver, nine iron. Yeah. I'm sorry. I wish I'd never go golf with all game again. So what can you tell us about this? Some shady corporate goon paid Rothwell a lot of money to experiment with it. This the guy? That's him. I like that the the canister for the uh, the the ooze makes a sound. Oh yeah. Monstrosity's good result. It's very subtle, but it's like a. Some taken. Is that what was in that cage over there? I don't know, this, this Falco guy, I don't trust him. No, he looks kind of... He's got bags under his eyes. That's where he kept the monkey he was experimenting on. Whoa. It sure didn't like being locked up in... I look in the background, there's a poster that says brain. Just in case you didn't know what it was. went berserk, busted out of the cage and dragged him off. Or worse. So how do you so what would, what would the Krang want with the scientists anyway? Well, maybe we'll know more once we have a look at his. So no they already idea. have all the mutagen they need. Yeah, I, I would guess they need someone to do something with the mutagen. Yeah, I saw. Him, at, at this point, we saw him figure out what the the Krang want with the mutagen. Yeah. Like, right. Like, what, yeah. What's the whole point of them coming to Earth? Like, what, what's the point? Yeah, I don't know. Oh, it's a monkey. That makes two of us. Look, he's got shackles on his arms and his neck and his waist. Nice. That was pretty good animation right there. Yeah. Are you okay? Donnie's trying to act all tough to impress April. He's so stiff. He's sniffing the bow stuff. <laughs> yeah, this fight's pretty well animated. Yeah, pretty good. And Donatello's got some pretty good moves. Yeah, he just drew three shir shuriken at him. I like how April's just standing there hopelessly, like... <gasps> Holding her face, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Dang, that was Man. intense. Boy, that monkey's not monkeying around that. No. He's going ape. <laughs> yeah, it's almost as bad as going bananas. <laughs> so, Donatello's on the ground, and now it's coming towards April. And she's backing away. And it's grabbed her. It has her in his clutches. Okay. And he's going to take her on top of a skyscraper. Right. <laughs> and she's just kind of calmly looking at him. He's got these big bloodshot eyes that are kind of yellowish. And she's looking into him. She's flirting with him, too. I know, right? Are you hurt? Just my pride and my internal organs. Come on. 
got beat up by a lab monkey. I love that Raphael's playing pinball back there. April, can you get a nice pack? <laughs> yeah, I wonder what game that was. Oh, <laughs> uh, that was funny. <laughs> I missed Donnie, it. What happened? Donnie got beat up by a lab monkey. It was like. <laughs> In that case. Don't you hate it when that happens? I know. <laughs> no, there it is. Yeah. <laughs> Monkey was a vicious mutant. Yeah, I'm sure he would. Oh! 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 That's funny. They just stole our jokes. I know. Uh, maybe we subconsciously stole them from them, eh? Who knows? <laughs> no more monkey puns. No. We were laughing at him because he was hurt by a monkey. <laughs> I just don't get it. I'm a highly trained martial artist. I love my glitch. Oh, he's mindless. great. You are very intelligent. But in a fight, you cannot be up here. But I just don't understand how you can fight without thinking. Mm. Splinter's so awesome. He is. <laughs> yeah. See? <laughs> he's, he's jamming. He's he's so he's got his headphones on. He's bobbing his head and he just dodged like three punches from Master Splinter. <laughs> I mean, like you look at Michelangelo's build. Really he, some of those tales. he does. You look at like Michelangelo's build. He looks like a, like a little chubby kid. Does he not? Kinda, yeah. Yes. <laughs> he's sniffing his pits. challenges <laughs> too. Found something. <laughs> These notes are hard to follow, but it looks like Rockwell was able to modify the mutagen. Did you read her Why report of lines? <laughs> yes, it's just blocks and lines. Neurochemical that would temporarily give someone psychic abilities. You mean that monkey was psychic? It's more like he was reading our emotions. After all, he was only hostile when Donnie was hostile. Yeah, well, next time I'll be sure to think friendly thoughts while I'm beating a little sunshine into him. Okay. We need to track him down before he attacks someone else. Let's go up to the surface, spread out, and search. How are we going to stay in contact? I have a little something that might help. Gentlemen and lady, I give you the T-phone. Dude, I'm in charge of naming stuff. I would have called it... Oh, here we go. Oh, nice. I did call it T-phone. Oh, listen to that music. Yeah, but I would have... Oh, that's awesome. Yeah, it's the original theme. And April, if you give me your cell number, I can patch you in the network. <laughs> Sweet. <laughs> See that? I got her number. Oh, clever. Dork. <laughs> Guys, someone <laughs> spotted the monkey on Bleaker. I think I'm on his trail. Mikey, the monkey is headed your way. I got How did she know that? He's headed south. Yeah, I don't know. I think she's psychic. Right. Where'd he go? That's a cool animation right there. Oh yeah. That rooftop. Yeah. I'm on it. And Mikey's playing games on the T phone. 
There was a place called Fortune Cookie. Nice. Oh, that was awesome. He threw a skateboard down on the ground like a boomerang. Yeah. Or Ooh. So he doesn't actually have nunchucks, does he? Or whatever that is. Well, surely he's got nunchucks, right? I mean, it's not like the original cartoon where they did the grappling hook or whatever that was. This I think. Kinda, I don't know. I might be wrong on that. Look well, like yeah, they got him. He's got him in his belt, but okay, yeah. I thought it was that way. I did a sweet grind there. Yeah, it was nice, <laughs> Tony Hawk. Yeah. <laughs> That scene right there makes me think of Family Guy. Oh, why's that? The evil monkey, when he comes out of Chris's closet and just points at you. <laughs> it's it's like huddled down in a corner inside of a garbage can that it turns around and looks over his shoulder at her. <laughs> see, see that thing that Mikey just threw? Yeah. It's almost like a, a really long chain. Yeah, yeah. Well, you don't like the sound of Dr. Rockwell. Yeah, he's not very happy no. about that. I mean, his eyeballs are like bugging out of his head. Oh, he's got bug eyes. <laughs> there. That should calm him down a little. Poor Rockwell. <laughs> there, his eyes go again. <laughs> I wouldn't even know Creepy. where to begin. But I'll see if there's a way so we got one scientist experiment experimenting on another one. That's what it sounds like. Did I, did I have that right? Okay. Man, this asteroid field is. I'll trust that guy. I just can't be. No, he seems kind of creepy. Yeah. Mmm, <laughs> <laughs> pizza. I love this scene. This is my struggle daily. I can't stop playing. Video games and pizza. pizza. Yes. <laughs> Pizza. Ah! <laughs> oh yeah, I know what you mean. Sorry we didn't get any closer to finding your dad, April. It's okay. Everything we <laughs> so awesome. So Michelangelo just like shows his head in the box and grabs a piece of pizza with his mouth while he's still holding the T-phone in his hand. He perfects uh, multitasking to a T. Yes. I don't know. Sometimes I just get a feeling about things. A feeling. Hmm. Interesting. Hey, Donnie, how come you're not eating? What? I'm not hungry. Something's been bothering me. This one has got a piece of pizza there. Well, was experimenting on a monkey. Yeah. He, and, where's the salad? According to these notes. Yeah. That must be a cheat day. In his lab. Must be. <laughs> well, then again, he wants a sugar or a chocoholic. We're still not following. Oh yeah, yeah. Forgot about that's right. A monkey. What broke out of that cage? Must have been Rockwell, which means Falco put I like how all the turtles' bandanas are slightly different. Yeah. Like Leonardo's almost comes down to like where his nose would be. Mm -hmm. And then Michelangelo's is kinda of rounded more around the eyes. And... Yeah. That's true, yeah. It gives, it's funny that it just gives them a, kind of a distinctive look. Mm-hmm. I love the fact that Michelangelo's are kinda of like the shortest and pudgiest one. Yeah. <laughs> and their eye color doesn't match their bandana. Yeah, yeah. Ah, there's the eyes. 
So the other scientist just jabbed the needle and, jeez, uh, in yeah, his forehead. Geez, it's creepy. And he drew a bunch of uh, blood out of the monkey. Oh, and was, no, he did He, he injected oh, himself. Not say monkeying around. I wasn't going to. And now it looks like he has uh, some kind of power. It's over, yeah. Falco. We know it was you who mutated <laughs> Used him as a guinea pig. Well, it didn't work. <laughs> I turned him into a monkey. Psychic neurochemical I extracted from his mutant brain is changed. Of course. No man can defeat you when you know his every thought. Oh really? Then you must know I'm gonna smack, smack the white off my lab coat. <laughs> oh he's psychic now. Lucky guess. Yep. Oh man, Matrix. Yeah, he can he can uh, read the thoughts so he knows what the turtles are gonna do before they do it. So he's able to dodge their attacks. Wow, that was totally Matrix right there. Yeah, it was. It's cool. They're showing like, kind of like a blue hologram looking thing of what the turtles' next move is gonna be, and then yeah. he just dodges out of the way. Oh! He stole Raph's sign and hit him in the head with the butt yeah. end of. Got a sign in the eye. <laughs> it's like he's psychic. He is psychic, Shellbrain. That's what he just said. Oh, yeah. I kind of tuned out when he did his whole I'm evil blah blah blah. Gonna defeat him if he can read our minds. No prob. I'm good at this. Oh. I just have to fight without thinking. Wait a minute. How do I fight? Without took out thinking? Leo. Oh no! Now I'm thinking. <laughs> I'm not thinking. No. <laughs> man who can read minds is unstoppable. <laughs> dispose of you, no one will be able to. Oh, another one hit with a side. Yeah. Oh, that sound effect. Boing. Yeah. And he's dodging uh, Donatello's bow staff. That complex brain of yours. You come up with so many ideas. And Donnie is down. See them all coming. By the way, do you really think you have a chance with April? I can do this. Just have to fight without thinking. Oh. No. Ooh. Oh man, that was a burn. What a hose. Yeah. <laughs> Don't think. Just do. He can't read Donnie. That's right. Ooh. Snailed it. <laughs> Uppercut, kick. Rabbit punch, rabbit punch, sidekick. <laughs> <laughs> oh, he just did a Michelangelo's flip. He did. Whoa, Donnie. And he's just like hammer him. punching him. <laughs> what I tell you about those backflips, huh? Took him down. Now that we have the ooze, let's see what Falco knows about the crank. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> you hear the sound from the canister? No, I didn't. Oh, yeah, kind of like a slurping like a sound. Pulsating, yeah. Ooh, 
no psychic, but I think he's trying to thank us. Oh. Um, if he reacts to angry thoughts, is New York City really the best place for And him? then he committed suicide. <laughs> <laughs> I'm sure he'll be okay. <laughs> hey, monkey, get the fuck <laughs> up here! <laughs> April, it seems you have a rare gift. A sensitivity I have trained my entire life to develop. Don't worry, you'll get it. I did, it just took me a long time. Uh, that's nothing to be ashamed of. <laughs> 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 what? He's like, I did, it just took me a while. Is that I would like to train you to be a Kunoichi. <laughs> that's awesome. Ninja. Wow, that's quite an honor. If I do this, does that mean ah, I can kick cool. everybody's butt? We don't believe in using our abilities that way. Oh, oh yeah, well, me neither. <laughs> but I could, right? <laughs> yes. But I warn you, it will be the hardest thing <laughs> you've ever done. It will drain you mentally, physically. <laughs> that's so awesome. <laughs> it's like, yes. Like, yes. <laughs> oh, yes. <laughs> you could kick many butts. <laughs> hey, April. You uh, want to hang out tonight? How cool would that be to have Splinter uh, tell you he wants Sonny, to train you? Yeah. Yeah. Training with Splinter to be a cool I'll get there one day. Oh. Yeah, well, you know, I'm getting there first, eh? <laughs> he, he liked me. Yeah. No, no, no. He, he didn't like... even like you. He's like, no, oh, no. He, he took you out of pity. <laughs> Sounds great. You see? My flowchart is awesome! Ow! Oh, got her. Ooh. <laughs> <laughs> so, so, so what you think about this episode? It was pretty funny. I, I gotta say, you get a lot of splinter in this one. More splinter than normal? Yeah, yeah. It's funnier than normal, so yeah, I loved it. Yeah, yeah, I, you know what? You can't go wrong with splinter. He's one of the highlights of the Nickelodeon series for me, and, uh, you know, I thought that was pretty good. Now, a uh, couple gripes. I was not really into the monkey. Uh, I don't know. I don't know why. I just didn't. I, uh, I wasn't big on the character. Uh, did like did like the fact that the turtle saved them, of course. Uh, but yeah, it just you know, it was kind of an average episode, except for I really liked the end where uh, Splinter kind of talks to uh, April and says, "Hey, I want to train you," and April's gonna do it. And she's gonna train apparently with Donatello. Yeah. Yeah, not bad, not bad. But yeah, so I yeah, I've never seen this episode before. That was uh this is definitely a new one on me. Yeah, it's it's a pretty interesting one. Yeah, it was it was pretty good. It was pretty good. Well you get you get the T phone, which is pretty cool. Oh yeah, T phone, I forgot. That's another good one. Yeah, the T phone and lots of splinter. So I'd I'd say it's probably uh I'd probably go with a Seven and a half again. Yeah, I'd, I'd, I'd stick with that. Yep, yeah, I'd say that's yeah. about how I feel. You know, it's it doesn't really, um, you know, it's it's a one-off kind of episode. There's no real kind of storyline going on as far as uh, you know Shredder and and everything um, uh, dealing with that, except for you know we're still trying to figure out what the Krang exactly want to do, like what their motives are. But uh, yeah, I think it's a pretty solid uh, episode. It definitely I think wasn't they're here for the pizza, but say what? Uh, the Krang are just here for the pizza. <laughs> That's all they ever wanted. They came here yeah. to Earth to get a good pizza. And That's then, right. And turtles just think that they just assume that they're against them, but they're not. <laughs> yeah, they're just so used to aliens coming in and trying to take over the world that and finally. Pizza. Exactly. It's, it's all about the pizza. Right, it's all about the pizza. Yeah. Well, those are, so uh, I guess that's it, huh? 
I think that'll do it. Jeez, well, wait, this was a long episode. We we record for about two hours, eh? <laughs> well, we were long overdue. So. Yeah, way way long overdue. So, so Hoser, real quickly, man, um, what kind of pizza are we gonna have to uh, end this episode? Hmm. Well, you know what? It is uh, tomorrow's Fat Tuesday, right? Oh yeah, I guess it is, isn't it? So you you could have a punchki pizza. Punchki? What's a punchki pizza? That's the that's the punchkis the the crazy things that they make. It's like a it's like a jelly donut, but it's got like a million calories. Get out on a pizza? No, but we can make one. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> I've never heard of a punchki. Yeah, it's basically like a jelly donut pizza. Oh my gosh. Yeah, it's it's for Fat Tuesday the whole uh, um, length thing and yeah. No way. All right, punchki. Yeah. So am I saying it right? Punchki. Punchki, I think. Punchki. It, it's spelled really really weird. Oh man. Oh okay. Yeah. Well now I want one. <laughs> oh, sweet. Oh, it's spelled P-A-C-C-K-I. But I believe it's, I believe it's spelled Punchki. Okay. All right, dudes, to do that, well, here's to hoping you enjoy your Punchki pizza. Cowabunga, dudes. Cowabunga. There it is. Okay. All right, so we got quite a few uh, uh, questions here, eh? So let's go ahead and answer a few. What do you say? Let's do it. All right. Uh, first one, uh, we, well, uh, Thaddeus Manning asked us if we talked about the film. Well, we already talked about that, eh? Yep. Well, all we can say is we're really, really excited. We can't wait. We're more fired up about this one than we were even the first one. So, good stuff there. Uh, Michael Jacobson says, are you excited for the IDW TMNT game on Kickstarter? I say, yeah. <laughs> Shell yeah. yeah. Oh, well done, Shell <laughs> Um... I've already backed it, so I'm, I'm pumped. Nice, nice. I've not backed it yet. I'm waiting for my tax break, but uh, hopefully we can have uh, Kevin Eastman on. Maybe talk to him about it. Eh? That would be cool. That would be nice. Uh, Gabe Van Gilder says, what's your favorite Turtles game? Ooh, uh, I'm going to go Turtles Time. I'm going to go with Turtles 3, the Manhattan Project, just because I have so many memories playing that game. So, But both, both are great games. Okay, here's a good one from our friend uh, Jesse. He says, who would win in a fight, Raph or Leo? Uh, I think we saw that fight in the movie in, what, was that 2006? Yeah, 2007 movie, yeah. Or two, yeah, 2007. Yeah, uh, and Raph won that one, didn't he? I think he did. You know, I dare say I dare say Leo would win, just because I think Raph's anger might get control of him, and Leo might be a little bit more level-headed and outsmart him in a fight. But if we were talking brute strength, I would say Raph. Yeah, totally. Yeah, definitely. Yeah. Definitely, definitely. Yeah, you know what I'm saying? <laughs> yeah, forget about it. <laughs> um, Brian Voss says, digital comics versus physical comics. Which one do you guys like better? Both. Yeah, sadly, I'm probably paying five, six dollars an issue because I'm going to buy the digital issue first just so I can read it, you know, kind of keep up with the series. And then eventually, uh, I'm going to go to the comic store and I'm going to buy it in, in print. Uh, I've got probably in print up to uh, 40-some issues of the IDW run right now. But, yeah, I'm already caught up in all the digital downloads as well. So, yeah, crazy. So, yeah, I've, I've bought it all. Uh, yeah, I, I really like having the digital. It's just, it makes it a lot easier to, to, to read because it's perfectly lit. And mm-hmm. Like I was saying on the iPad Pro, it's the perfect size. And I'm always worried about ruining my good paper copies. So uh-huh. it's, it's nice not to have to, you know, worry about those. Absolutely. And then just store them. They, I buy them and they go in the box. And sometimes I read them once and put them in the box. Yeah, but, yeah, yeah. I'm the same way. I have to have them at the same time. It's like I'm not. I know I'm not going to read them a whole lot. But, you know, I don't know. 
It's just like video yeah. games. You know, you, you want you want them on your shelf just so you can display them, you can see them, you can appreciate the artwork every now and then. But uh, yeah, yeah. So I guess you and I are the same boat there. Rob McCallum, our good buddy from Nintendo Quest, he says, "I'd love to know how awesome you think Power of Grayskull will be. Will be given that the guys from Turtle Power are on board. It's going to be amazing." I know, I know it will be because I was a big fan of Nintendo Quest. I was a big fan of Nintendo uh, Turtle Power. That's a Nintendo Power. I, I know it's going to be a, a home run. Uh, Isaac Elliott Fisher and Rob McCallum, um, just two incredibly talented people. Uh, I'm totally excited. I backed the Power of Grace Skull project. Uh, I'm a big He-Man fan, so it's going to be good. Uh, I don't know about that Rob McCallum. Yeah, he's not much, is he? He's just trying to get some free publicity. Yeah. <laughs> no. He's, uh, I'm sure it'll be great. Well, the joke's on him. No one listens to our show. <laughs> <laughs> Sorry. No, uh, he's, he's a great guy. I'm sure that uh, uh, well, Nintendo Quest was pretty neat. And, uh, you know, I'm, I'm sure Power of Grace called great. I've not yet watched Turtle Power, but I've heard nothing good. Oh, okay. Awesome. Uh, our buddy Josh O'Rourke uh, says, Who would you like to see crossover with the TMNT? Oh, man. Uh... Well, you know, um, I would say Star Wars, but that wouldn't really fit very well. That'd be cool. It would be cool. Uh, they already did Batman, which was awesome. Um, you know, I'm thinking, uh, because it's also IDW, Transformers. Yeah, I can that see would, that. That could work. Yeah, I, you know what? I would go with the same. Yeah. Yeah, those, I mean, those were like my two favorite cartoons growing up, so, I mean, it makes sense. Yeah. Uh, Nick DeMarco says, well, you asked, so here's a trifecta. Do you recall, or have you even discussed them on this podcast, the TMNT comic books that came with the audio cassettes? Ooh, I actually do, and we've not discussed those yet. We, we, we need to do that. I have one of the cassettes, actually. Oh, really? Um, yeah, I don't know where I found it, but I picked it up, and I was thinking of, like, recording it into my computer to splice into some of our episodes. Oh, that'd be but, uh, Yeah, I, but I don't have a, uh, a working tape player right now. So. Oh, man. Well... Yeah, uh, Nick goes on to say, I still remember them to this day with Ace Duck as an intergalactic pro wrestler. Second, what other Nickelodeon cartoon or game show deserved its own video game? Doug? Yeah, they never had a Doug game. Yeah, I've not seen any Doug games. Or Rocco's Modern Life. Did they have a game? They did have a ga- I think they had a game for that. Oh, okay. I know they had Red and Stimpy. Yeah. yeah. That would be cool if they had Doug, you know? Yeah, yeah. I mean, then Roger um, Klotz is the main villain. And all yeah. Doug wants to do, and all Doug wants to do, is get a date with Patty Mayonnaise, and he's got to go through all these different adventures to get a date with her. Yeah, and then whenever like you go to leave the game, you'll have uh, Skeeter Valentine come up. See you later, Doug. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> and then the last, last part of uh, Nick's question says, and lastly, how much money would you save on flannel by switching to Geico? Well, at least fifteen percent. <laughs> Yeah, 15% or more. Yeah, or more. 20% for me, eh? <laughs> That's right. Yeah, yeah. And then the last question is from Freddy Velasquez, and he says, I hope I'm not too late with my question, but here it is. Who are some of your favorite side characters, not including Casey Jones or Splinter? Uh, yeah, I know. I know those are like my go-to people. Uh, I, I like the Baxter Stockman in the comics. Uh-huh. I think he's pretty cool. I like the fact that he's more... I don't know, devious and I don't know, just kind of cunning and witty. I don't know. I, I like that. Um, I'm trying to think. Uh, I like Karai. She's pretty awesome. I like Karai. Yeah. Yeah. 
Uh, for, for me, I like, of course, the Rat King. I like the Rat King a lot. Uh, I really like Fugitoid. I, I think he's a really, really interesting character because he's so important in, uh, especially, actually, with the story arc we're reading right now, uh, coming up with uh, Planet of Neutrino. Um, really liked his micro series. I really like Old Hob. I really do. From the moment I saw him, even as a, a villain, there was something I was just fascinated by his character. And I, I love his design. Um, I like Slash a lot. I like all the Mutanimals. Uh, Mono Gecko, Mutagen Man. I guess I guess that'd be it for now. Just off the top of my head, I mean, I could list so many different characters I like. But as far as favorites go, definitely the Rat King and Future Toy. Those would be up there. Those two I really like a lot. Yeah, I'd say that'd do it. Yeah. And all right, I guess that's for the that's it for the questions, eh? Yeah, I think that'll do it. <laughs> Jeez, well, it's eleven thirty at night, man. You you better get to bed. Yeah, I gotta get to get up in the work in the morning for work. So, oh uh, man. Yeah. Jeez, I'm I'm sorry. Yeah, uh, catch up for so long, huh? Gosh! Yeah. <laughs> <laughs>